Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ian Lee, are an idiot. I don't like food very much, you see. If I listen too long, my brain turns to mush. I would not say yes, but I certainly would not say no. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again. Maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow, I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home so if you want to join me for a while, just grab your hat and come travel like that's old style. Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down. Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on. To the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, and me. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, that's not how that introduction is meant to go. Got a new sidekick for the show. Oh. So let's start again. Hello, and welcome to the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee. And I'm Catherine Boyle to Pointo, a muted version of the lady who normally co hosts. The only difference is I am more reliable. How are you today, Master Yane? I'm very well, Catherine. Master Yane? I'm very well, thank you. Please. <laughs> you are redundant. Wow, well, good luck with that. I'm very well, thank you, um, uh, Catherine Robocath 2.0, actually. And that, and this is the thing where she cannot get me, that is actually your voice. Earlier on today, I got you to read some sentences into my computer, didn't I? Mm-hmm. And you said, what are these for? And I said, oh, I just want, I just like recordings of you in case you lose your voice or die. Um, it wasn't. It was on a website, um, at Liarbird, and it's, that is an actual computer representation of you, but cleverer. Wow. Watch, watch this. Um, hi, Alan. Hi, boss. 
Hello, Alan Paddock. How are you today? Not bad, thank you. Yourself? I love Dick. What? What? How is your mum, Alan Paddock? Hang on, hang on, this is important. How is your mum, Alan Paddock? Oh, I've got some brilliant news about my mum. She's coming home tomorrow morning. Shut up. Really? This, this is a, this is This is absolutely brilliant. This is great news. Okay, that's great. Your mum's coming up. Brilliant. Well done all of that. But, import, more importantly, what do you think about Robocath? Oh, the technology has advanced so years. Yeah. I can see Kath on the unemployment line in three hours' time. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon, Catherine? Human Catherine? It will be closed in three hours' time. Be quiet, human Catherine. You are now a redundant model. Oh! <laughs> She got microchips and sass. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, that translated fine. So that's it, uh, Alan. Cath Human Catherine is replaced by Robo Catherine 2.0. The future is bright. The future is Robo Catherine. Sounds promising. Start farting, did you say? No, it sounds promising. Okay. No, that's her going shh. Shh, 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 shh. Catherine? Is that a glitch? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, that is great news about your mother. Uh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to bring to this party? I still want to test the dump button. Okay, well, thank you very much indeed, Alan. That's not for you to decide. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Robocath is here. Um, those are all but one of the pre programmed phrases. She's learning, right? She's learning. She needs to learn. She needs to learn. So if you've got anything, Dear listener, uh, that you would like Robo Catherine 2.0 to say 0344. Uh, oh, if, in fact, I don't even need to give the number out. So why don't you give us a call on the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Robo Cath? 03444991000. Shut up. <laughs> so why don't you give us a call on the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Robo Cath? Zero three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sam's wetting himself out there, and he's right to. He's right to. This is. But here's the thing. Arrogant. I feel really bloated today. Arrogant radio hosts have got, do phone-ins about. Oh, computer technology is going to take over everybody's jobs. It will never take over mine. Well, it will. I mean, it won't take over mine, but it's taking over people lower down the food chain on, on speech radios. So and obviously, I need to be here to program RoboCath 2.0 and to do the faders and to, to, to inject a little bit of pathos into the show. But but the kind of um, the, um, the, the, I don't know how, how I'd describe you. Is win it too, is win it. a radio win it? Is what? that, too, is that too harsh? I was thinking. No, it's easy just to call me your boss. Radio Clagnut? What? Is that too, I don't know, is that too harsh? I don't know. I just don't know what you can say anymore. I don't know. Ever since John Cleese has been cancelled just for being massively racist, I don't know what you can say anymore. But the, the Tagnuts. What? are going to be scraped off and replaced by good old-fashioned futuristic technology. What was that number again, Robocath? So why don't you give us a call on the late-night alternative with Ian Lee and Robocath? 03444991000. There we go. 03444991000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, if you've got anything that you would like um, Robocath to say. And what I'll be doing tonight, Catherine, a human Catherine, on um, what is possibly your last night. 
mean, that's quite sad. That's quite sad. What I'll be doing tonight, human Catherine, I can't look at you, uh, on what is possibly going to be your last night is anything of interest you say, I'm going to type into RoboCath 2.0 so that we have it stored on the system. Um, and it, so then I have it so then you don't need to say it again. Problem is, she's not very good at gestures, is she? Could she do this? Yes, I can. That's not RoboCath. That's actual Ian. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. In the meantime, while we're waiting for this to be fully programmed and complete, it's 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 on a, it's just a beta at the moment. It's just a beta. Probably won't be finished until Friday. Um, I look forward to our last few hours together. Not as much as I do. Okay, that sounded like a threat. If I'm mm. if I'm being honest, yeah, if I'm did. being honest, that sounded like a threat. Yeah. Can we talk, John? Please. I mean, I'm not. I don't know why people are surprised that a very rich, very old white guy doesn't like the way this country and in particular London has changed. Um. Have you seen that? Where is the John Cleese quote? I've seen what you've said. It doesn't look like London anymore. No, 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 no. It, do, it doesn't look like... It, London doesn't look like England anymore. I think it's, Let me define it, because it's important um, to get it. Some years ago, I opined that London was not really an English city anymore. Since then, virtually all my friends from abroad have confirmed my observation, so there must be some truth in it. I note also that London was the UK city that voted most strongly to remain in you. I never wanted to be a racist. I always wanted to be a lumberjack. But I, I don't... Is it... Is it... Is, here's the thing I've noticed. When people set... It, it feels like a slight... It feels like a mean and snarky... Message: L- uh, uh, London was not really is not really an English city anymore. B- but does he necessarily mean black and people of colour? I don't think it necessarily does. And I've seen a lot of people interpreting it. I, don't worry, it's not going to be heavy tonight. We're going to do some funny stuff. I just this is just kind of in my head, and I just wanted to get this out because I've sort of uh, after the whole Danny Baker and uh, Andy Partridge thing on Twitter, I'm staying out of this. I'm staying out of all of these things on Twitter. But we here we can kind of kick it around a little bit more and a little bit more detailed. I is it is what do you think? Is he saying it's um. Black and Asian and Polish, is it that what he's saying? Or, or I would love to think the best of people. Yeah. I would love to say that what he was suggesting is that... Not really in it. London is not really an English city anymore. It, it, it can only mean oh. outsiders taking over, can't it? And in many... Uh, uh, I think... Oh, it's such a tough one. Does it, he say look like? No. No. What does he some, say? Some years ago, I pined that London was not really an English city anymore. It doesn't say look like. Okay. Look, look would imply yeah, colour. Difference. Colour. Right? Nec- the, the exclusion of the word look doesn't necessarily exclude the word colour. No, but, but I but also can't take from that that he's talking about the appearance of I just. Uh, and in many ways, London is atypical of all other English cities. Even cities like Birmingham and Manchester and Liverpool, even other big cities in that London is so much bigger than those places. And there is um, 
I would suggest a more diverse spread. It's the melting pot or the salad bowl, whichever you prefer. It's the melting pot. And while Birmingham, you know, has a very high Asian population and, and, and Manchester has lots of different, pop, you know, d- different cultures and different ethnicities, London, I would suspect, has many, many more. It's always been cosmopolitan. Yeah, always. For like hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And so, so the cities like London, and it's not necessarily the capital. London, you th- obviously you think of New York. New York is very similar, very similar vibe. Um, and, and, you know, the, the colours that you see on people's skins and the voices that you hear. Very the similar. Hear, the yeah. languages, yeah. Very, very similar. Um, you know, more so than, for example, LA. LA, I haven't been there for years from what I can remember, is a very white, wealthy kind of place. So I... I don't know. I, there, there is no real point. I have no real point to this. I've just been sat there all day going, I, I don't... I, I, lots of people just calling me out as being a, a silly old racist and all of that. And, and maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. I don't know. But I read it. Maybe I'm... Then I'm thinking, I don't think it's as racist as people are making out. And then I thought... I, I, I can sort of see what he's saying. I think... But I like the fact that London is... I, I love London. I love the fact that it's metropolitan mm-hmm. and multicultural. I love all of the sights and the sounds. and all, I love it. I love it. I don't quite know why he equates it with Brexit. I, I, I take his point that London is not really an English city anymore. I take that as a, as a positive. I take that as a positive. I, I can kind of Do you see... Do think he means it like a positive? No, I don't think he does. But I personally think that London is atypical of English cities, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great thing. Just like Paris is not the same as any other French city. Yeah. And I take that as a great thing. I don't think he's saying it is a great thing, but I take it as a great thing. But I also think all of the kind of... the, the, the people calling him out on Twitter, it's a strange world we also, live in. Also, let's face it, this is a really wealthy, yeah. old man who has been living abroad for years justifying why he lives abroad right so he he doesn't feel he clearly doesn't feel like he belongs here anymore by the way you watch the daily the daily mail hate him you watch the daily mail gonna tear him apart tomorrow Mm -hmm. you watch but then you know i i have a really hard time i with these Twitter pylons, because yeah, my, yeah. my reaction is generally, ah, you know what, you can't judge someone for something like that. I don't know the fella, and I'm, I don't want to wade in. But then, no one wins with this. No one's going to have their minds changed. But then it makes me think, if I'm sort of agreeing with him, am I an old racist? Am I an old racist? Because I sometimes find myself agreeing with these sort of statements that everybody on the left, which I am kind of on... Everyone on the left kind of piles in, and I'm sat there scratching my head, going, "But I think I sort of get that, and I sort of agree with it." Which to a certain are you extent. agreeing with that it's changed? That too many, changed. too many black people. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a bad joke. That that um, London is not really an English city anymore. It's the anymore bit. When when's he harking? When back has it to? ever been? When has it mm-hmm. ever been? It's, you know, you go back 500 years. There were people from all over the world yeah. would come would would come to London. London is not an English city, but I. I interpret that as it's not an atypical English city, and I, I, I say that's a positive. <laughs> I don't know. We're kind of getting bogged down, and it's a complicated one. You're welcome to call in about that, dear listener. 0344 499 1000. I fancy a bit of hangman later on. Oh, yeah. Fancy. And also, can we? what we need to do is we need... Tyrone, stay there. You're going to be the next caller after the break. We, You know hangman, and you draw the noose and the gallows and all, all of that stuff, right? Yeah. You look as though you don't know it. Yeah, I do First know. of all... That's a weird game now I think about it. You're, 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 you're breaking someone's neck because they can't guess a word? Yeah. 
Where does that come from? I mean, that's like grammar police times ten, isn't it? Where does that come from? But also, can we... How many... Whenever I do it, it's going to be a very disjointed show tonight. I never know exactly how many... How many parts of the galleys, galleys, gallows, gallows. there are supposed to be? Yeah, some do you pe- do an apex? Yeah, some people do the apex, do the joint that holds. So I don't know. So we're gonna, what we're gonna do tonight is we're gonna discuss John Cleese, racist or no, and we're gonna um, set out exactly how many uh, guesses you get in a game of hangman and the origins of the game. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative, weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, we are taking requests for Robocath and Andrew has asked, I have no idea, this could be a code phrase that gets people killed, but, but Andrew has asked for you to say this, Kath. Dead in the middle of Little Italy, little did we know that we riddled some middlemen who didn't do diddly. Dead in the middle of Little Italy, did we, little did we know that we riddled some middlemen who didn't do diddly. Dead in the middle of Little Italy. Fun. Dead in the middle of Little Italy. Little did Who we says know. Italy? Posh people. Dead in Italy. Italy, I say. Dead. Posh people. When, when I used to go to university with posh people, I used to always say Italy. Right. I'm going to retweet something. Right. And I, this is it. This is the heat is on. It's from Andrew K. I'm just retweeting it. Okay. Right. So it's you. You're, this is you're fighting for your life. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You're fighting for your life. Okay. You're fighting for your life. Who is the best at this tongue twister? Now, dear listener, can you tell who is who is doing it? Okay, so here is I mean, here is. I can't num- even see it. Just retweeted it, mate. You don't follow me. That's the problem. I do follow you. I've just retweeted it. <clears throat> just retweeted it. All right, got it. Okay, you ready? Okay, so only only I'm not going to tell you if this is the robot Kath or real Catherine. Okay, here we go. Dead in the middle of Little Italy, little did we know that we riddled some middlemen who didn't do diddly. Okay, now we're going to go to the other Catherine. Dead in the middle of Little Italy, little bit of little bit of even. Okay, I think, I think we know which one. Which one passed that? So, in case you didn't work it out, the first one was RoboCath 2.0. The second one was um, Antique Cath. Um, okay, this phone call could be uh, could be awkward, but we're gonna we're gonna go there. We're gonna do it because sometimes. You just got to do these. Am I one? Oh, come on now. Mmm. Mmm. Why wouldn't this phone system work? Is that, that my one? I can't drag the calls down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why can't I drag? Can you drag the call down for me, please, Sam? No. Ah, there we go. Thank you. Tyrone. Hello, Ian. Hi. Hi there, Tyrone. I want to talk a bit about the John Cleese uh, debacle. Okay, before we do that, because I've got something I want to talk to you about. Okay, go on. You you phone up regularly, and it's always is great to have um, regular callers. Okay, but but yes, you constantly reference a line from a show that I did like fourteen years ago. Okay, okay. <laughs> the context of which I don't remember. Right. Ninety-eight percent of the listeners won't remember, and uh, honestly, yeah, I find it a little bit offensive. It, Do it, you? It's uh, it's 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 very two thousand and five, two thousand and six. It's not very twenty nineteen. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No, the, it's, the a bit, I'm it's not, a bit dated. The I'm not gay line. It's just a little bit. It it kind of uh, grating. 
it, grating is an excellent word. It sits very, very uncomfortably with me. And I was wondering if yes. we could possibly um, kind of drop it from our cannon. Okay, sure. I mean, that's, that's not a problem. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Can I move on to the uh, substantive point of the... Um... Uh, of course you can, yes. Yes. So, what, what's happening with, with the John Cleese thing? It, it reminded me, and this, you, you feature in this story as well, because yes. you were in the jungle with Amir Khan, yes. right? Yes, And Danny Baker, he, oh. I mean, he got a lot of flack for his recent thing, but, but before, about yes. uh, when Amir Khan first started boxing, Danny Baker did a whole show about how proud he was. That Amir whoa, whoa, what the hell are you thinking, man? Did we get both of those? What the hell are you thinking? Jesus. Yeah, put slam the phone down. What the hell are you thinking? Coming on my show with language like that? Are you nuts? Well, yeah, you are. Dear God. Flipping heck. Well, that makes things easier. Uh, Alan, the dump button works. <laughs> Also, Tyrone's never coming on the show again. Now, what on earth was that about? Strange vibe tonight. And do you know why? Haunted doll. The haunted doll. That's the only explanation for it. You poo-poo it. The, the only explanation for this strange dark vibe, for the fact that my wing mirror is now gaffer taped onto my car. It's not even gaffer tape, it's masking tape. And by the way, everybody, who's an idiot, which is, who, which is pretty much everyone following me on Twitter, I hate to abuse you like this, but there's no such thing as a wing mirror. Yes, there is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. People on Twitter quibbling over nonsense. There's no such thing as a wing mirror. I... There's no such thing as a wing mirror. Oh, yeah, they were called wing mirrors in the 80s when the mirror used to be on the wing of the car, but they're not... Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So the mirrors at the side of the car, what are they called now? What, what are they called now? And what? how would you describe it to a... An audience of people reading it on Twitter. What? 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 How, what are they called? Door mirrors? Are you stupid? Door mirrors? There's no such thing as a wing mirror. It's like I was speaking in Sanskrit or something when I put the people going. Well, I had an American ask me what it was. That's fine. That's that yeah, is fine. They don't speak proper English. I think they. I think they call wing mirrors in America. We need an American to call in, please. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I think they call wing mirrors in America um, rear view mirrors. I think that's what. They, and of course, the rear view mirror for us is the one that's on the um, the windscreen, which in America they call the windshield. Uh, but, but okay, well, so what are you supposed to call them? The number of people going, it's not called a rear view. Oh, shut, because it's called a wing mirror. Of course, it's called a wing mirror. It's a wing mirror. All right, it's on the door now. So what? That's pretty darn close. There are lots of things, and I literally can't think of any examples right now, but there are lots of things that where their kind of usage or their positioning has changed, um, but we still use the original name. Here's the question. Did they understand what you meant? Yes. So, okay. Exactly. So you didn't need the lecture. You didn't. It's just for crying out loud. 
03444991000 is the telephone number. Stefan, stay there. You're going to be next. Please, 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 for the love of all that is holy, lift the vibe, man, after that filthy last call. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and RoboCat 2.0 on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, so the wing mirrors, Mind Magnolia says that the wing mirrors in America are called fanny mirrors. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Fanny mirrors. Okay, so, well, okay, so my American. Surely that's the one at the back. My American friends, um, uh, my, my, one of my, uh, okay, I'm going to just, I guess you abbreviate it. One of my fannies was damaged by uh, a vandal. So it's going to cost me £420 to get my fanny fixed. To stop it banging against the window. Exactly. Thank you for that. 0344 499 mean? I mean, it's only day uh, seven here. Why would the phones... Uh, why would the phones work? Would you do the honours, please, Sam, and um, drag it down? Thank you very much indeed. If, if you could come in and restart this, because I can't remember how, that might fix it. Good evening, Stephen. Hi there, Ian. How are you doing? I'm very, very, very well, Stephen. What have you got for us? Uh, well, I just had a question. A couple of weeks ago, you and Cass were collecting body parts for a Frankenstein's monster, and yes. I gave you my gallbladder. Yes, you don't need uh, it back, do you? I, sorry? You don't need it back, do you? No, no, I don't need it back. I was Good. just curious how far it. you got with the monster. Oh, we completed it? The monster... <laughs> Oh, I, I think I think I'm about to lose you guys. No, no, uh, we we I could we completed it and it's uh, we gave it a name. And it's called Jacob Rees Morgan. It's it's an MP, the Brexit man with the hat, the tall the tall hat. So thank you, so, so thank you so much. That's a little that's a little bit of satire. I'm not Rory Bremner, but I'm really really trying to it, it, it bring some intelligence to the show that's sorely lacking, Stephen. Oh, sorry. Well, I, I do. I, I'm, I'm in a bad service area. I didn't catch much of that, much of that and oh. I think I'm about to lose you. Uh, get lost, Yank. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone. If you want to give us a call, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, well, it's a phrase that doesn't actually make sense in this context. But in my house, I am in the doghouse with the cats. The cats are bad. I got Velvet, twenty years old. Lucky and Mucky are going to be a year old next month. I've decided their birthday is the same as mine, June oh. the 9th, yes. Um, and uh, I'm in the doghouse because over the weekend, Mucky brought in five, five dead baby robins. And on Twitter, I did a little bit of virtue signalling by posting a picture of a baby robin that I had saved and was taking to Tiggy Winkles. What I didn't put in the tweet was that bird was brought into my house by my cat who was going to eat it. Right, So that, I, yeah, okay. So I, I, after the fifth dead bird, I said to the girls, right, you're not going out anymore. Grounded. You are grounded. You're not going out anymore. For the next three weeks, right, until the um, fledglings, that's what we call baby birds, until, I'll tell you what I saw at Tiggy Winkles, and this will end lots of stand-up comedians' routines. I saw a baby pigeon. Oh, I thought you were going to say a white dog poo. No, 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 no. I saw a baby pigeon. Um, and what did he look like? Ugly. It was no, it was quite. It was fluffy. No, it was cute. It was cute. It was fluffy. I've seen a baby crow online the other day. Oh, they're yeah. adorable. Online? What was this? Some kind of weird? Twitter said, "Do you want to see a baby crow?" I went, "Yeah." Wow. It, and it was cute. Okay. Fluffy. Be- better than the the guy that um, sent me a picture without asking of a corpse. 
Yeah, that was mean. On Twitter, a guy sent me a picture of a corpse. Mm-hmm. On Twitter. <laughs> and then I reported it. No, it's, it's, apparently that's fine. Apparently it's fine to send people you don't know pictures of corpses. Yeah. On Twitter. What? What is this world? 420 quid for a wing mirror. Mm-hmm. A wing mirror that was... was uh, dis- sorry, a what? A, 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 for a fanny mirror. 420 quid for a fanny mirror. A fanny mirror that was destroyed by a haunted doll in the same world where people can send you pictures of corpses on Twitter and that's acceptable behaviour? The hell is going on? I'm going to move in with John Cleese. Mm. Actually, I'm too old for John Cleese. Yeah, you are. You are, yeah. 03444 um, 1,000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, Paul, my, my car is... Ah, that fixed it. Paul, thank you for the uh, the updates, but my car is going to be sorted. We're all good. We're all good. Dom! Evening, boss. You all right? I'm very, very well, Dom. Good evening. Slow slow calls tonight. And I'm going to be honest, not the best quality either. Slow and low is what we've had this evening. But I'm just getting a vibe, Dom, that you're going you're gonna to kick us up a gear. Well, I'm here to change that because I've been listening to a podcast today. Okay, brilliant, fantastic. One of yours, obviously. Yeah, I've of course. So, uh, my sexy names are for a man would be Duncan and for a woman, Megan. Okay, when was this? Here's the thing, and I do say, and maybe this, I need to refine this a bit. I do say you can call in about any any topics that we've done in the past. Any topic. Yeah, I got it. Any topic. Yeah. What what year are you, you referring to? 25th of October 2005. Okay, thank you very much indeed. That was 14 years ago, before I met my wife, before my kids were born, obviously. So the cats aren't allowed out for about three weeks, right? And they are not, they are, they are pissed, as the Americans. Why do the Americans say pissed for angry when we say peed off? Mm -hmm. But they don't say pee, they don't say it for drunk. It's such a strange nation. Isn't it? Because separated, what are we, two countries separated by a common language. Well, that doesn't even make sense. What do you mean separate? No, we're separated by the ocean. The language is, I don't even know what that phrase means. This is, this is what we're dealing with. Mm. This, is, this is why I think we should, we should nuke America. We should America. let them have their country. We should, let, we should nuke America. Can I say something controversial? Just do Brexit now. Just do it. What now? Just do it. Just do Brexit. Just do it. Just do it. I was sat in the doctors today because I got a letter recently saying, you're old, come in for a free health te- uh, test. I went, yeah, sure, fine, okay. I don't think they do the finger up the bum anymore. You asked? Yeah. Would you do it? I'm not a medical professional. Doesn't and matter. And I wouldn't put my finger anywhere near your bum. Okay. Sam? He's, oh, he's... he's Sam's game. Lu- he's lubing up. <laughs> um, I wondered why you had rubber gloves in there. I, um... It was 03444991000. So I was in the doctors and they were playing Radio 2, the Jeremy Vine show, except it wasn't Jeremy Vine, it was someone else hosting it, right? And they were just doing it. Even Radio 2 was doing a phone-in about Brexit, right? And I'm sat there and I'm feeling a little bit anxious and a little bit uncomfortable. I think it's partly because I'm coming off of um, caffeine at the moment and it just makes you feel a little bit bumpy and I feel a little bit nauseous now. Now, uh, and so I'm feeling a little bit anxious. I'm just feeling this melancholy and this sense of ennui... And Radio 2 is doing a phone-in about Brexit, and I'm thinking, this is, this, I wonder if the whole country, if, I wonder if swathes of the country are feeling a kind of, 
mild depression with this three years of constant Brexit, 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 Brexit. It does feel bleak, doesn't it? Yeah. Whichever part of the divide, and there is a divide yeah, yeah, yeah. you are on, or even if you try not to get involved in the divide and you're trying to straddle the very best you can, yeah. there is this feeling of conflict, of dissatisfaction, of disappointment, yeah. um, of uh, just, yeah, like you say, there's like a, there's a grey cloud, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. And it just dawned on me, just do it, just do it now. As a as a remainer, just do it. I'm done. I'm done. I just do it. Just do it. We're not going to change anything. Nothing's going to be changed. You know, it, it'll be. It it might be. It might be all right. I don't know. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let, let, they won. Let them have it. Let them have it. They won. If it's crap, we can go. Ah ha ha! We told you. If it's great, they can do the same to us. Oh, and then, fine. Yeah, fine. And you let, know that's going to happen regardless of what goes let on. Em, let them have it. Let, it's so important to Nigel and Boris and Jake. Let them have it. Let them have it. And then let's phone in radio, go back to what are your favourite sweets. What's, what's, the, what's the, your favourite sandwich filling? How do you make a cup of tea? Do you put the milk in first or do you put the milk in last? Let's go and let's go back to those. So yeah, have your Brexit do it. I'm done. I never really cared. Anyway, I never really cared. I voted Remain. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't care. They won. I'm over it. They told me, keep telling me to get over it. I'm over it. Let them have it. It would be nice for people to stop um, name calling, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, let them have it. Listen, we can all celebrate in the fact that Tommy Robinson didn't become an MEP and he cried and he had a little hissy fit. We can celebrate in that. Let them have it. Yeah, let's just let them have it. I'm done. I'm so done. And the thing, I bet that there are loads of people, it's Twitter again has, has amplified this. We must fight for a second referendum. You're not getting a second referendum. We won't get over it. It's Twitter. It's Twitter yeah, that's and, stirring all that up. And Twitter's not real. No, it's not real. You know what? They won. Okay, maybe it was done with lies. Maybe it was done with Russian money. I don't know. That can be investigated. Well, that can be investigated. And if there's criminal stuff, then boom, have them. There's not. Okay, fine. Then, then there wasn't. Let them have it. Go and do it. Just go and do it. Just go and do it. I'm so flipping tired of the whole thing. And I bet so many people are as well. So many people are. And you know what will happen? You know what will happen the day we leave Europe? Nothing. It'll be the same. Everything will be pretty much the same. There'll be some negatives. There'll be some positives. But, but the, the day after... We'll still come into work. We'll still be breathing. We'll still be drinking cups of tea. Be the same. Do you know what I won't miss? Yeah. Once this is over, in, say, 20, 30 years. Uh. People pretending to have a political point of view when really they're just getting the frustrations about yeah. life out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Frustrations about life. Just do it. This is. I know it's not the most uh, intricate political argument I'm putting forward, but I am done... I'm tired of it. I suspect that a lot of people are. Let's have a referendum on, on whether we should just do it or not. I don't, hang on a minute. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's not, I, and I don't, I don't really understand the intricacies of Brexit. No one does. However much they say they do, there are probably a handful, maybe a dozen, maybe a, a score of people that really understand the intricacies of it. Um, just, just do it. If you just do it. Can we have our radio phone-ins back? Can we have our social media back? Can we please, for the love of God, just get on with it? Do it. I'm done. I think, I, I don't know. I don't know.
There's no, there's no you know, we're not going to get anywhere with that, but just, guys. Nigel, uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg is apparently in tomorrow. I'm just going to go to him. I'm going to go, sir. I'm going to kneel before him and kiss his ring. I think that's what he likes. And say, sir, just do it. I entrust, sir, so, so Jacob of Rees-Mogg, I entrust my, I entrust mine soul with thine caring father's hands. Thou must doeth thy Brexit best. The time is nigh. Sitter. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. How to stay there? You'll be next. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, it's quiet on the phone tonight. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna up, up the ante after eleven. It's gonna coast up to eleven. Then from eleven, boom, 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 boom. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be phone calls after phone calls after goddamn. Bloody phone calls. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Good evening, Hannah. Hiya. Hello, Hannah. Hi. Have you got your haunted doll yet? No, we ca- we cancelled the order. Oh, did you? That's uh, probably for the best. I had I had um, two weird things happen to me this week, and I thought it was your doll that was to blame. Go on, what? T- hang on, tell us what happened. <laughs> you had two what? Right. So, so I was walking past the tower block. Yeah. Minding my own business, um, got some nice shoes on, and oh. something flew down from one of the windows yeah. and landed just at my foot, but it was too late, and I stepped on it, yeah. and I skidded along. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Do you, want, do you w- want to know what it was? It wasn't what I think it was, was it? It was a prophylactic. <gasps> That's even what I was thinking of poo. Wowzers. <laughs> so someone had <laughs> loved it out the window. Was it? Yes. Um, was it, was it, was it, I don't know how to phrase this, um, uh, was used. it, was it juiced? It was used, it was very, Whoa! very Someone yeah. had, had, had it off, or maybe a posh, you know, solo mission, and then just ripped it off and chucked it out the window. With abandon. Imagine if and you'd, I... have, imagine if you'd have had your <laughs> mouth open, you could have got pregnant. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm so sorry. That is absolutely disgusting. Well, at least you stood on it and it didn't land on your head. Oh my <laughs> God! You got I'm, right. I'm I'm not going anywhere without an umbrella. Come rain, come rain or shine. It will be. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> come rain. <laughs> oh, I think we sail very, very close to the wind there, Catherine. Let's tack back a little bit, please. Let's tack back. Um, and so, and when did this happen, uh, Hannah? This happened two days ago. Gosh. Okay, okay, okay. And did you say there was another incident with a soiled Johnny? Um, well, yeah, there was, but that's not what I was ringing about. Oh, what? Oi, oi. Oi, oi, Hannah! <laughs> give me hope, oh, Hannah, give me hope, oh, Hannah! Wowzers, you're, you're a fun time lady. When the, this, I certainly am. Wowzers, okay, crikey, there we go. Okay, was, okay, but did you say you had something else to tell us? I did another awful thing that happened, and this was yesterday. Yeah. I went to the yesterday. beach with my boyfriend, and I wanted him to take a photo of me balancing on the seawall because I thought it would look really good. Yeah, of course. Of course, it looked nothing finer than a picture of the, your lover balancing <laughs> on a seawall. But I, um, I started to fall over, and I knew that if I fell one way, I'd go onto the rocks on the other side. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to do so that. So I quickly tried to put my foot down, but I missed the seawall and my body slammed into the bonnet of his car yeah and he didn't get the picture i wanted either well did he get a picture of you on top of his car legs akimbo (laughs) yes 
That's the picture. <laughs> that was wearing a dress. That's the picture and he wanted. There you go. You see, well, that's great. It's just like, well done, David Bailey. There. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked if I was all right. He was looking at his car for about twenty minutes. Because there was a big dent in it. Signs of damage, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Hannah-shaped oh, yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like in Tom and Jerry. And, right uh, and Hannah's there with broken ribs, broken wrist. <laughs> in a minute, love, I'm looking at the, at the fiesta! <laughs> oh, and it obviously was so embarrassing that people pretended they hadn't noticed. No, everyone was laughing. Oh, really? <gasps> yeah, just people out for a walk, pissing themselves. Oh, man. Here's the thing, right? Because, uh, listen, falling, seeing someone else fall over is funny. Right, because yes. when it happens to you, it can be painful. It's either painful on its own, or it's painful and humiliating. Right, yes. and, and as a real judge of, of a person is how they react to people laughing at the fallen. Now, do they go? Oh, just, just get lost, you lot! Hate you! Hate you! Hate you! Hate you! I'm done with this. I'm, I'm going home. Or do they suck it up and go? <laughs> Oh, and even if they're in agony, oh, oh, so what a silly sod! I know, I know. Oh God, that's so embarrassing. Uh, which did you do, Hannah? I laid on the floor and pretended I was unconscious. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh, oh. That's a good one. By so the way, by the way, th- thank you so much. We needed a phoning topic. When have you pretended to be asleep or unconscious? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand Boyle. Well, kind of. I feigned an asthma attack because I was getting lapped at school sports day. Oh. I was failing very, very badly. And even the kids who were really crap at running, not just quite crap like I was, were going past me. And I went, oh, what am I going to do? I'm yeah. never going to catch them up. Ah, I know. <laughs> Sounds like you swallowed that Johnny that she was talking about. <laughs> I got carried off. Did you? Yeah. They brought you off? Yeah. I did it um, once in a Chinese restaurant in my first year at college. There was a third year who fancied me, who I ended up getting off with, but I didn't... Um, and loads of us went out for dinner, and I felt very uncomfortable and very embarrassed. I pretended to fall asleep at the, at, in the Chinese restaurant. To avoid her? Just to avoid, like, conversation and stuff. Oh, there wow. were about eight people there, and so I, I pretended to fall asleep. <laughs> but they... They knew, they knew, who falls asleep in a Chinese restaurant? Oh, my mate. They <laughs> clearly I've knew. I've got one mate who was always falling asleep. They, well, I wasn't a narcoleptic. They clearly knew I was awake, but I was in, and I had to, and then I did, about after about two minutes, I did the, what? Uh, <laughs> did I? Oh, no, I didn't, did I? Oh, man. You ever done it anywhere else, Hannah? I bet you have. I... Didn't want to have. Um, I, I signed up to give blood, and I decided at the last minute I didn't want to go through it with it, so I pretended to faint. <laughs> <laughs> what? When they were bringing, waving the needle in your face? Yeah, and um, I felt quite bad because I pretended to faint. A lot of the nurses that were collecting the blood had to come over and tend to me rather than <gasps> actually. Flipping it. What- yeah. So their their blood level actually went down <laughs> yeah, because of your selfishness. <laughs> and here's the yeah. thing, right? You're allowed to say, "Do you know what? I've, I'm I'm sorry. This is freaking me out. I've I've got to go. I've I've got I've done not it, well. It's a very similar thing, actually. I was going to buy an expensive piece of equipment recently in a in a computer exchange shop. <laughs> I didn't quite fa- uh, fake fainting, but I faked a phone call as the guy who had gone downstairs to get the box for it. I d- oh. realised I didn't want it. I faked a phone call. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh no. Oh, you're joking. What now? Right, okay. And I said to his colleague, I said, I've got to take this outside. I'll be back in a minute. And I walked out the shop. I walked down Tottenham Court Road. And when I got far enough away from the, the shop, I looked behind me. And I put the phone in my pocket and I just walked away. Walked away. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? I'm 45. <laughs> 
Outrageous. Well, Hannah, mm-hmm. I please, I'm sorry you had those horrible incidents. You can't blame that on our haunted doll, which we ordered, oh, and then yesterday, we, I don't know if you heard, but my fanny mirror was vandalised moments. Quite brutally. Moments. I was devastated when I heard about the fanny. Yeah, I, I had to get, uh, and it's going to cost me 420 quid, so as soon as that happened, and Catherine's car broke down, I... It didn't break down, no. It didn't break down, my headlight went. Uh, okay, right, well, how much did it cost you to fix it? 20 quid. Exactly, so we're down 440 Ooh. quid. So I cancelled the doll... Uh, Hannah, I cancelled it. That I don't. I don't want that do. darkness in my life. Nah. Nah. All right. Nah. Nice one, Hannah. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. You That's watch it. your step. You watch your step. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. When have you pretended to be asleep or unconscious or pretended to faint? Remember when Gillian McKeith did it on I'm a Celebrity? <laughs> she wasn't pretending, oh, was she? Oh come! She was pretending to be a doctor, so anything's possible. <laughs> She's not a doctor, is she? There's no such study as the study of poo. Unless you're Dan Wooten. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that showbiz is, is fe- fecal matter. It's a joke, Dan. I've met him. He's a nice guy. He He's a nice guy. You know. Um, but if you've... Uh, yeah, no, she... That was a pretend faint. Because she kind of sort of supported her body. She, she almost put her arm down on the floor. Let me get it's it up. It's quite spectacular. Let I think me, it's worth revisiting. Let me get it up. Hang on a second. Uh, let me get it up. What's her name? Gillian McKeith fainting the first thing that comes up Gillian McKeith fainting here we go um, uh, it's the first bit of I'm a Celebrity I've watched since um, since I came third let's have a little look here we go. welcome all of you to the live trial this year's live trial one of you will get to face the, uh, the worst carnival in the world Stacy. they've decided oh, goes on for ages doesn't it it might be you Agro, Linford and Gillian. The public have decided. Come and join us, Gillian. Could you, Gillian, come over here? Come and join us, please. There you go. She's in a faint. Good luck, Gillian. Someone's saying the public should be ashamed of themselves. Exactly what's going on, okay? Let's get bobbing. Oh, it don't look bad. Don't look bad. It's, it's, it, Anne and Deck are holding her arms, so that gives her support as she goes down on the knee. Mm-hmm. So that makes things a little bit easier. And there was a, there was a little bit of a preamble, wasn't there, with it? Oh, I yeah. don't feel well. Oh, yeah. I don't feel well. Uh, so you should be ashamed of yourselves. No, that's the game! <laughs> I wanted to do challenges when I was in there, because A, it was boring, and B, I, especially after the first one I couldn't do, I thought, right, I've got, I've got to suck this up and get them. If it's, the thing about those challenges, right, the, 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 underwater and up in the air is kind of tough, right? But if it's just you've got to have snakes poured on you, there was one challenge, and, and uh, J- Jamie Lomas said, you've never been able to do it, mate. I thought, yeah, I would. That would have been easy. Toff did it, where she was in a perspex box that was taken up 100 feet in the air and it's full of snakes. Yeah, I saw I that. I could have done that. I could have done that. My fear of heights is being exposed in fear of heights. Not like that. Is being, is having emptiness around me. Mm-hmm. So you can, so you're in a box. Fine. I'm completely safe. I know they'll have tested it. I, I, you had to keep thinking, right, it's a TV show. The odds of me dying are very, very slim. I'm in an enclosed box. I have not got a problem with snakes at all. I'm going to close my eyes and go to my happy place and sing a little bit of the monkeys. Could have done that one standing on my head, Lomas. 18 months later and I'm still bitter. 18 months later and I'm still bitter. Not as bitter as I am. Oh, three. I four. watched it. I, I lived it. I know you did. I loved it. 
I hated it. You did not love it. I, I had its moments. It had its... Um, my um, boys, Catherine, very kindly, we'll, we'll have a break in a minute, um, very kindly made um, a collection of all the newspaper clippings and called it, called it My Jungle Book. And I've, and I've got it on my bookcase and it's, it's beautifully done. And I thank you for that. It's a real treasure. And I'm, I've, I've not looked at it since you made it, but I know at some point in maybe 10 years' time, I'm going to sit and go through that. But my youngest found it. Uh, at the weekend, and he pulled it and went, Ah, you naughty strawberry man! <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant! I thought, Ah, you naughty strawberry man! I went, Ah, oh, nice one, son, thank you for that. Um, we've got two minutes coming up. It's a strange kind of vibe in the first hour. I, I should explain the new direction the show is going in. Um, we're going to do, from, from tomorrow, the show is going to be an ex- exploration of my Christian faith jokes. The show got a little bit heavy, um, and you said, the show's got a little bit heavy. Can we have, um, can we have the fun back? So the show is going back the other way, and we're making it fun. And it, someone asked me today, what's it, what is the difference for me personally doing it, making it funnier? It's harder work. It's harder work. I find it more exhausting because I've got to be on the ball the whole time. If someone's phoning me up and telling me oh, I want to kill myself, blah, 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 not to make light of those phone calls, I, people can still phone in and say those things if they want. I don't have to do much work because I can just sit there and listen and go, uh-huh, mm-hmm, okay, well, have you tried the Samaritans? Mm-hmm. But when it's with trying to come up with, with the funnies, but people look down on humour, comedy, as like the lowest form of entertainment. Why is there no... Best comedy at the Oscars, because people sneer at it. Yeah, because people assume it's easy, because it looks like you're having a good time. I can make you cry, easily. I can make you, dear listener, cry within five minutes, within three minutes of coming back from the break. Making you laugh within three minutes? That's a skill, man. That's a skill. And we won't always get it right. And, and I feel that this first hour is a little bit dry, and that's fine. I still think it's better than... It was than dry until we, Hannah came it along, was and dry it got very well. It got very, very moist. Didn't it? <laughs> um, but um, but I, I, I think that's a decent first hour. That 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 first hour for me is a, is a steady six. That's a six. All right. Well, let's take the next hour up to a seven. See if we can nudge an eight, shall we? Your help will be appreciated. If you want to give us a call, you can give us a call about anything. We've talked about John Cleese, pet punishments. We've talked about um, lobbing uh, condoms out of the window, pretending to faint, pretending to fall asleep, all of those things. Anything you want to call in about, you are very, very welcome. You'll speak to Sam. He will take your name and number and we'll give you a call straight back. It's free for most of you even phoning in, but will cost you pennies at the most. You're on the phone for three minutes, then you get a phone call straight back and you come on air. Tonight you'll come on air almost immediately because there's hardly anyone calling in. Richard's going to be next after the news. The phone number is 0344 499-1000. 0344-499-1000. Four nine nine one thousand. We need a robo Ian. This is shut up. It's talk radio. Talk radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on talk radio. We have ways of making you talk. Sometimes my Lisa, she sings a song or two. She likes to play a guitar as well.
Six all the way up to an eight. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine. Not you, no, so so no, 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 not you, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's not you, no, no. It's um, no, no, no. It's uh, I've lost it. Hang on a second. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, this is it. And I'm Catherine Boyle to Pointo, a muted version of the lady who normally co-hosts. The only difference is I am more reliable. How are you today, Master Yang? I'm very well. Thank you very much for asking. Great. It's your voice. You can't do anything about it. It's actually uh, generated from your voice. I did experiment. I did experiment um, with a robo-me. Hang on. Uh, Okay, so I did experiment with a robo-me, but I don't think it's necessary. Although when I'm off, we just, just... hit play on these two things and it, 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 just do it itself. So this is Robo Me. Hello, my name is Ian Lee and I am cool. I'm cool, did it say? Yeah, it said I'm cool, yeah. Oh yeah. my. Yeah, Robo Cath sounds Irish. She's from Irish stock, so it picked up on her DNA, so that's that's <laughs> spot on. Bless you. 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We've talked John Cleese, we've talked about pet punishments, fainting, uh, feigning sickness. And slipping uh, on unmentionables. Slipping on Johnnies. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, John Johns. Uh, now, someone, now, Nelly, I'm not going to read out your tweet because I don't believe it. If it's true, phone in. Yeah, it requires further elucidation. It, I'm not reading that out. I, don't, I, I just don't believe it, mate. I'm not calling you a liar. Not calling you a liar? Calm down. I didn't say... Li- 
I didn't say the L word. I didn't say, did you say Catherine? Certainly not. Did you say Sam? Did you say, no, 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 Nelly. No, 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 Nelly. Nobody said liar. You've imagined that word. All I'm saying is, I think you got a little bit confused when you sent that tweet. So be, be the man that you claim to be. 0344 499 1000. Of course, the great thing would be if someone phoned up to tell us a story of fainting to avoid something stressful and then they faux fainted on the, the phone. Oh, that would be beautiful. Faux phone faint. Faux phone faint. Faux phone faint. Um, uh, Jimmy says, I faked an illness once. He says, I faked at illness once. And, and, and it's to do with bunking off school. I think this guy should have not bunked off school so much. I faked at illness once at school with a few others because a band called Dog Eat Dog did an under-16s gig at Exposure Rock Cafe at Merry Hill. Only downside was that Metal Hammer was there and my old school teacher saw us in the magazine. Right. Why, w- why would a band... I don't believe any of this. Why also, would a- having an under-16s gig at a place called Exposure. Right. Uh, during school time... Nah. And your teacher re- reads Metal Hammer. I don't, I don't believe... Anyway, I'm calling this guy a liar. Nelly, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm calling Jimmy a liar. That does remind me of a story an old colleague told me. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Gareth, who used to work with? Yes, of course I do. He skipped work at, like, Tandy's, some big... Or, or Rumbelows or something, yeah. right? Big telly people. Okay. Because he Big was, in television. Are you really? Yeah, I work at Rumbelows. He was going to the races. Yeah. And, uh... No. He, yeah. No. He was, he was celebrating a win at the races and no. it happened to be that it was picked up by the camera and the whole wall of telly's got him. So he's, he got the busted. only way you can do those events where there's going to be a lot of cameras is to either wear those Japanese white masks they wear on the subway or a balaclava. Uh-huh. Damn you, the IRA! You know why I hate the IRA? Can't wear balaclavas anymore. No, they used to be standard little boys... Headwear. A balaclava helmet. Yeah. You can't wear them anymore because of the flipping IRA. Uh, the, the jihadists almost, almost made the old rucksack uh, uh, something we were... But we fought back. Mm-hmm. We learnt from the great balaclava wars and we fought back. And now we can all wear uh, rucksacks as and when we please. You will not take our rucksacks, jihadists. Let's go to the phones. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Let's go to Anne. Good evening, Anne. Hi, Ian. Hi, Hi Anne. Anne. Hi, Anne. Hello, Hi, Anne. Hi, Catherine. She's all right? A- yeah, we're all right, Anne. What, what can we do for thee? I'm so nervous, sorry. I've been trying to pluck up the courage for ages phone you, and I was listening live tonight, and I thought, do right, it. tonight's got to be the night. I've got to do it. Because tonight is it's the night, night when three <laughs> become one. Okay. Yeah. That sounds dodgy. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a great experience. It's nice to hear your voice, Anne. Thanks, Catherine. I've spoken to you before in the phone, but I've never spoken to Ian before. Okay, well, I apologise in advance well, on, well, for no, the service you're about <laughs> to receive. You keep out of this. Right, you, 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 the fact, the fact, uh, hang, on, hang on a second. I'm about to be replaced. Hang on. No. Um, yeah, listen to this. Be quiet, human Catherine. You are now a redundant model. <laughs> no way, you can't replace Cass. Shut up. Catherine, what, 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 Catherine, what do you love, what do you love the most in, in the world? And that includes like your, your kids and your family and what do you love the most? 
I love Dick. Oh, oh my blimey. God. Well, that's a surprise. <laughs> okay, well, each, each to their own or somebody else's. Mm. Um, and it's so nice to talk to you. And um, I'm glad you had a little practice on Catherine's show when she was sitting in for me. Um, I am actually off in a few weeks. I'm going to go and see Dan TDM. He's a very trendy uh, y- oh, I YouTuber. Oh, remember my boy was into him. Uh, Dan TDM? Yeah, he was into him so much when he was younger, yeah. Flipping it. We're going to go and see. He's, a, he's like a gamer, right? A streamer. Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're going to see him at Wembley Arena. <laughs> no, Do you know what? I, I don't really. I'm not a massive fan of his because I think he. The thing. The problem I've got with him is he's got a really fake laugh. <laughs> I'm playing oh, this game. And, oh, mm-hmm. no. Oh, yeah. no. I died. <laughs> but, but my kids love him and I've seen loads of his stuff. And do you know what? There are a lot worse that they could be watching. So I'm looking forward um, to it. My, yeah, boy, my, boys, clean fun. my boys are over the moon. It, it's like they're going to meet the Beatles yeah. or something. They're thrilled. It's like a rock star to them. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Wembley Arena, yeah. Dan TDM. Huge. And then they'll grow out of it, Ian, and you'll miss them. Yeah, I will. Uh, they're already grown out of Dennis a bit. Dennis Daly from the Pals, um, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, and what could we do for you this evening? Okay, well, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. I'm coming to the show in Glasgow. Oh, Yay. well, come and make sure you come and say hello, then. It'd be nice to shake your well, hand. Well, that's, that's really what's prompted me to phone you. I've seen you in Edinburgh last year. Yes. And I've been down to phone ever since then to say this to you. Yes. And it's taken me until now. Now, you had a phone call late last night. I oh. listened to the show. I listened to every single show. But recently I've been having to listen during the day because I can't stay awake at night. So I made myself stay awake tonight. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So anyway, you had a call last night, one yeah. of the last people. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. Steve. And, um, yeah. I says, but, but yeah. and then I says, right, I need to phone in. And you have been going on it yourself and just get it done. And I can stop telling myself, phone up, phone up. So anyway, so I'm seeing you you're, you're, the, you're like the opposite of Rainbow George, whereas Rainbow George tell, constantly tells us about mm-hmm. phone calls he's never ma- he, he's all, he's made in the past. <laughs> you're you're telling us about the build up to a phone call you're making now, which I like. I'm I know, glad, I know it's a terrifying uh, thing to do, so I'm really grateful that you did pick up the phone. Well, Anna. I think I know where you're going. I listen, I listen during the day, and it's like, oh, I could have phoned about that. I could have yeah. phoned about this. I could have phoned about that. But and also yeah. the thing I wanted to say. Yes. You know you're saying about your listening figures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, man. So am I affecting that by being a daytime listener? Does that affect no. the listening? No, listen, here's the thing. The, 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 the official listening figures, are, uh, I'm not going to go on too long because it's boring. They're done in a mm-hmm. really weird way. They hand out, well, it used to be physical diaries. Now I think you do it online. Just a random mm-hmm. peop, number of people uh, contacted every month and asked if they listen to the radio and ask if they'll log oh. their listening figures. So it's not, we can't pick up from your DAB how many are listening. The, the, oh. we, we, the bosses know, I don't know, but the bosses know how many are listening via the website and via the app mm-hmm. our oh, online okay. figures are very very high but but if you're listening on your radio it, 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 unless you've got a radio it doesn't really count but 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 we want you to listen however you can whether it's the podcast Good. whether it's online whether it's listen again whether it's like you know five minutes at the start before and then you fall asleep it's all good man the, let us yeah, worry about the figures we just want you guys <laughs> to listen however you're doing it and I got my membership card as well. I'm number two, three, three. Oh, oh that's the number. best. That's the best number. <laughs> is it? That's my favourite number, Anne. That is my favourite favourite number. But even that, I thought that you're such a fraud, Anne, because the night you started giving them away over the phone, yes. I was like, "Oh, go and phone up, phone up," yeah. and I bottled it. So I went and bought some merchandise hey. to get a membership card. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm like, "What a fraud!" 
Yeah, no, you're not a fraud. Listen, it's a really s- dumb thing <laughs> phoning up a radio show. It is terrifying. And just yeah, quickly, no. go, so listen, just quickly. To the, 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 if you missed the end of last night's show, there was there was an, a, a, a sticky phone call with Steve. Uh, I felt that Steve was aggressive, and I thought Steve was accusing the show of of being mm-hmm. mean. And it has been mean in the past. But the the, mm-hmm. the examples he was citing, it was the mm-hmm. opposite of meanness. It was it, it was extending a hand, particularly to Nigel. Totally. Um, Catherine handled it brilliantly. Mm-hmm. I I didn't handle it as well as I could. I I should have just I should have just sucked. Shut up and sucked it up. So Stephen, if you're listening, no. I, 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 well, Stephen, if you're listening, I do think you were aggressive. I do think that you were a little bit threatening. Mm-hmm. But I also know that you were nervous, and maybe your aggression mm-hmm. came from your nerves. And I apologise if I was aggressive. And Stephen, if you're listening, you'd be very very welcome on Saturday. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. get into a long conversation with you about the whole event, but I would certainly be happy to shake your hand. Mm-hmm. And yes, Anne, we will be sticking around after the show and no, we will be doing I? photographs with people. And Whether they want them or not. Exactly. No <laughs> one leaves until they've had ten pictures taken with myself, ten pictures with Catherine, and then ten pictures with both of us together. <laughs> okay. Right, but I'm not phoning. To, no, no, what I'm phoning for. Yeah. You remember last year you met Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, you, you and Catherine? Oh, yeah. I think about it every and you were hyped. single Dreamy Jeff. Every single day. So happy, you were so high, you had a spring in your step. And um, I thought that's what I was like when I met you guys in Edinburgh. Now, oh, Chris no. and I, my husband and I came, right? Now, listen, uh, my husband and I came. We don't go out very often. We come from the borders, so we came on the train to Edinburgh because he couldn't. Glasgow's my hometown, but he couldn't make Glasgow yeah. that Sunday you were there. Um, so we came through to Edinburgh with a wee drink in the train. It was all very exciting for us, you know. We're like, oh, we're out about. So we met you guys after the show, and I got my photo taken. But I was fangirling like such a plonker. You should see the photographs; they're terrible. <laughs> So I really need a rematch. I'm like, I need to get new photos taken. Fine, fine. We can. This, this can Happy all. to do that. This can all be arranged, and this can all be arranged. Listen, make and sure this you, time check it before you go, and we'll make yeah. sure you get pictures that you're proud of. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. And listen, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you again on Saturday. I'm looking forward to Glasgow. It's going to be good. It's going to be. It's going to be good. There's one ticket left. There's one ticket. Left for Glasgow, one ticket, because we had a couple of tickets pop up again, uh, and, and one sold, one ticket left. Now, if you're one of these nervous, if you're one of these nervous people I've heard so much about, if you're nervous about going to a show on your own, I would say at the very least, half of the audience, a small venue, 60, half of the audience will have come on their own. I, I can guarantee it. We get a lot of people that rock up on their own. Some of them, turn and talk to the person next to them, have a great night and make a new friend. Some of them just sit there quietly, say nothing, and then go. That is fine. If you want to come along, it's not a show where we kind of pick on people. The audience are invited to take part, but they are in no way forced to take part. Yeah. We are excellent at reading the vibe. If someone is like, don't look at me, we don't look at them. What are you looking away from? Hey, what, are you, what are you looking? <laughs> don't do any of that. So it's just a laugh. I was talking to Luke today. He was a young man who... Oh, yeah, you a, did a podcast, Yeah, did a podcast. Yes, well done. He was asking me to explain the rabbit hole, and it's really hard to explain because it's not stand-up. Um, it's not necessarily you know heavy on the um, audience participation but it can be on certain yep, occasions yep. i said it's kind of a party for people who are a bit awkward at parties yeah 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 so if you want to join in you can join in you don't have to if you don't want to i, I i'm ridiculously loud if the show's going badly we swear a lot uh-huh. that's that's the theme if you see us swearing like ah they think it's not going very well <laughs> um but there's one 
ticket left, uh, and there's nine tickets left for London, which is uh, the end of June. If you go to ianlee.com slash event, I-A-I-N-L-E-E dot com slash event, that's where we can get all the tickets from. Richard, then Giselle, then Sloop John B. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Uncut, after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Richard. Good evening, Richard. Evening. Evening. You all right? You on speakerphone, mate? Yeah. Don't be. Uh, I try not to. Hold okay, on. well, it's very easily done. Hold on. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, there we go. Just like that. That's it, We're buddy. in the same room. That's it, buddy. We can we can do this, yeah? Right. Uh, well, it was about 16. Have you gone back on speakerphone? Hold on, hold on. He has. He's gone back on... <laughs> Hello? He's gone back on... Hear me now. He went on... Hear me now. He, he, he was on speakerphone. <laughs> he, came, he came off All and right. he went back on well, it. it was about 16. Yes. Uh, went boxing, sparring. You get punched in the mouth a lot. Pardon? Nothing. Over the ears. Go on. Right, what about 16? Went boxing, sparring with bloke. Six foot six bloke. Yeah. I was about Massive. five foot five. Yeah. Don't go to your school. Maybe once. Says he knocked out. And uh, May thought I got knocked out. So we were in the ring afterwards, sparring with him. Batted him to really badly. It was really bad. I felt really bad. I never told him. At the end of the day, I never told him. <laughs> I didn't. I struggled. So you, you got you. You actually got knocked out in a boxing match. No, no, I pretended to be. You pretended to be knocked out. Did, did make sure I was knocked out. So he battered him. Right. And, uh, I, I didn't get knocked out. I pretended to be. Okay. So were there any punches? It's not a great line, Richard. Let's let's say that politely. Right. Were any punches exchanged, or did you just you just got in the ring and then you thought, now nah, stuff this, and you went down on the floor? Yeah. Well, he punched me once. Punched me once in the head. Yeah. Since we knocked out, fought it on the floor. Okay. And, uh, I think... <laughs> so my mate got in the ring afterwards. Yeah. And gave him a right wasting. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really bad about it. Really bad. <laughs> I thought, oh no! Oh no! Oh no, mate! Flipping! <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare. I don't think you meant to the day did that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that was funny, man. Thank you for sharing that, Richard. All right, cheers. Cheers, my, cheers, my dears. Ta-ta, ta-ta. I love stories where someone ends up getting battered. Didn't hear... Didn't get a word of it. Didn't get a word of it. Did not get a word of that story. I can translate. Go on. He went into the ring, got yes. punched once, pretended yes. he'd been uh, knocked out. Yes. Then his friend got in the ring with the same fella. Oh. And was so furious, he battered him. Oh, Oh, I missed that. Oh, God, that's horrific. Mm. Oh, gosh, I feel terrible. I shouldn't have laughed at that. Oh, no, no, that's awful. Terrible, terrible story from a terrible human being. Good evening, Giselle. Good evening, Ian. Got really bad indigestion. Bit of, I got a bit of gut rot mm. today. A little bit of gut rot. So I'm, I'm uncomfortable in my own body, um, as I know many of my listeners are. And um, I'm struggling, and I feel like I, the, the, the first hour I thought I was going to puke. I didn't say that to you, Catherine, because I was being brave. Wow. But the first hour I thought I was going to puke. 
actually did. And I didn't puke, guys. Uh, I didn't puke. But if I do, we've got great HD cameras, 4K cameras in the studio. Uh, it will. That will be the um, video. It'll be radio host make you laugh out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 that's going to go viral. My virus will go viral. Probably have got a virus yeah. or something. Probably got something wrong with me. Anyway, Giselle, you didn't phone in to hear my, 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 my woes. Hypochondria. Uh, no, it's not hypochondria, actually, if it's true. Have I got hypochondria? Oh, my God, that's terrible. You can die from that, can't you? Etc., etc., etc. Giselle, well done for being quiet during our little scene there. Um, you know when two professionals are riffing, you've just got to sit back and, and try and catch as many of the laughs as you can. Uh, we've, we've Enjoy the theatre, Enjoy, Enjoy the theatre of the moment. Thank you, Giselle. What can we do for you this evening? Uh, I uh, saw a YouTube video of the 11 o'clock show yesterday for the first time. Well, first of all, let me apologise if you're offended by anything that I said or did as um, it was not me, it was my uh, younger brother who's now dead. And you don't like to talk about him, do don't you? Don't like to talk about him. He had a potty mouth, he said, and did terrible, terrible things. But you could look, you can see from that video, he looked ill. He wasn't going to last much longer. No. Thank God he's gone. Fell down a crack. Uh, all right. Well, yes, yes. Almost. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, yes. Can you tell I feel a little bit, a bit, a little bit nervous, a little bit embarrassed? <laughs> well, I think... Uh... I think it was all very good preparation for what you do now. Oh, everything is preparation for what we are doing. Everything that I've experienced in my life, everything you've ever experienced, Giselle, every heartbreak, every um, stubbing of your toe, every pass in an exam, every job rejection. Every awkward moment. Every awkward moment, every <laughs> every sperm is sacred, is has built up to this. It's been good training for this moment now. It's life. Uh, well, we are nothing if, if not prepared. What? Pardon, 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 pardonnez-moi, pardon, s'il vous plaît. Pardon, pardon, madame. Hey, why do the French? Why do the French have pardon and excusez-moi? Why do they have two? Well, we've got pardon and excuse me. They mean different things. Well, pardon is when pardon is when you pardon is when you burp. Excuse me is if you need to squeeze past someone. But they've got if they don't hear you, pardonnez-moi, excusez-moi. Excusing-moi is more excuse me, like you're getting through. No, it's not. I would say pardon. No, 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 no. Well, you might, but you'd be incorrect. Pardon is more of a... Of a, of a oh, here we go. Pardon is more of an apology. Yeah, okay, so if I didn't hear what you said... Say, say something to me. Say, I'm, I'm writing, I'm writing, and you say something to me. Et alors, qu'est-ce que tu veux que je dise? Excusez-moi. <laughs> Why are you going? No, you would say, you would, you would go, ah, so, and you'd repeat the, 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 the little mantra. They probably wouldn't say excusez-moi, they'd probably say quoi. No, well, that, well, that's the lazy, that's the lazy hicks. That's the lazy hicks. I'm talking about the sophisticated townsfolk. Yeah, you know. Do it again. So I'm right. I'm just writing. I'm not looking. Oh, Ian, qu'est-ce que tu fais là? Pardon. <laughs> Pardon, madame. Madame. Pardon. Why you call me madame? Because you run a whorehouse. Wow. In the outskirts of Paris, the red light district. Imagine it now. It's 1897. Let's call it a bordello. Thank you very much indeed. It's 1897. Mm -hmm. There is a war raging around the world, and many French soldiers have returned battered and bruised. And That's hungry, before they come and see me. Hungry for love. So where do they go? They go to Madame Catherine's Bordello, where they make love to some of the most beautiful sex workers, we call them now, in all of France. And the scene begins. Hang on a minute. We're going to do it. Hang on a minute. Um, uh, okay. 
and the scene. <laughs> that's the wrong. That's incorrect music. That's incorrect music. What that's incorrect that music. That's incorrect music. They've returned from their wars in the Americas. It's probably, I think there's a war around Probs, right there. Probs, yeah. And they um, uh, enter Madame Catherine's Bodeo, and the scene begins. Well, hello, my little honky-tonk. Uh, Pardon? How can, can I service you today? Excusez-moi? If you would like to pass through to the salon, I will show you the finest of French oh. prettiness. Madame, uh, but I have... Uh, 200 francs, which is a lot of money in this day in 1897. And I would like to have it aware with vous. Avec vous. Oh la la. Well, I'm afraid you will have to, uh, you'll have to double your money at very least because I am a very expensive prize. I have no more money. I have no more money. I cannot, uh, I cannot pay. Uh, well, please. For 200 francs, may I enter Le Porte Le Derriere? Madame, you are considering my generous offer. The Porte de Derriere, madame. I, actually, I'm considering getting out my shotgun because you are insulting me. And see. There we go, Giselle. That's that's what that was all all about. Did we now get... we know the difference between pardon and excusez-moi. There we go. Thank you. And that's the end of the class. Uh, your homework is to write your own scenes, <laughs> children in a brothel in late nineteenth-century Paris. And I would like to see it tomorrow, please. Thank you. Off you go, Giselle. Was there any anything else you wanted to say? Yes. Can I have a membership card, please? Oh, Giselle, of I'm going to get my shotgun. Of course you can. All you have to do is go back in time to when we were running the month-long campaign to get membership cards. No, 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 no. That batch of membership cards is done. I've got a few left, but nobody's getting them. You've got loads left. Margaret Harris has got number one million. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, well, yeah, exactly. So we what have you done with all the other 900,000? No, oh, that's none of your concern. Those people are just keeping it, um, keeping it low, on the lowdown. They're keeping it on the lowdown. There are a million cards out there. Giselle. I mean, it could be, it could be an unofficial ticket to the theatre. I mean, they, they really should start paying you, Ian. Mm-mm-mm. They walk amongst us, Giselle. You will never know they're there until you know they're there. Here's the thing. You were too late. Suck it up, buttercup. S I U B S I U B Sub Sub Suck it up, Buttercup. And for that cheek, you are gone. Oh three four 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 nine nine one. No, you can't. They're done. Those cards are done. Under very very extreme circumstances, we might. There will be some. I've started, so I'll finish. There might be some platinum cards in the future. But, 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 but that, that's, that's, some, that's some time away. Those original cards are collector's items now. There will be no more issued unless there is a national emergency. Exactly. Discretionary issue. Thank you very much indeed. The old DI. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Uh, you'll be next, Luke John B. Nelly's going to give us a call when he's done the ironing. He wants to tell us a story that I think is complete and utter bullshine. And you, dear listener, will be the deciders as to whether it is true or false. This is Talk Radio. Whispering Lunar in 
incantations for cross parents, um, cross dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection on talk radio. Uh, apologies to everyone on Twitter. We, because we've got this new studio and we've got these new posh cameras and they're making nice little clips of the show and I'm tweeting them and retweeting them a lot. And, uh, and I apologise. I, I know that sometimes that can be a little annoying for people. But, 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 but. You know, you know the numbers for the show ain't great and we want to get them up. We also want to get the message out that the show is funny again. The funshine has returned to this studio. So when these little clips come up, I, I would love it. If you could retweet them, I'd love it. If you could share it with people who you think might like it and might like the show, that would be great. And if it annoys you, I'm really sorry you can put me on mute. I've got, I have no problems uh, with being on mute. But there are a couple of um, Joe Laven's clips, video clips, um, that I've tweeted at Ian Lee. Uh, there is the uh, saga. It's been mislabeled as part two. Part two is to come. It's actually part one. But the saga of Catherine the Haunted Doll has has been done. So there are a couple out there. If you follow me at Ian Lee, at Flippin' Kath, Kath with a K. Uh, and if you see them, if you could watch them, retweet them, that would do us the world of good. We just need one. Just need one to go viral. Viral by viral. I mean a million. I want a million views. I want someone to um, send it to me going, Ian, have you seen this? And I go, yeah, it's me. That's all we want. That's all we want. Good evening, Sloop. Hey, howdy to Ian and howdy to both of the Catherines. I've uh, had my mind blown tonight by hearing RoboCath do big Punisher lyrics, so I thought I've got to call in and share a story. I loved it. Okay. Wow. Uh, I mean... Yeah, no. Have I said something wrong? I mean... <laughs> no, no, no. That's, no, that's, that's, that's um, RoboCatherine is being a little bit blue, that's all. And, uh, oh, right. I think she's malfunctioning. Be quiet, human Catherine. You are now a redundant oh. model. Okay, there wow. we go. I'm going to pull these, the circuits these, out. These things happen. These... I wanted to share a, a spooky story. Yeah. And I know you guys have been talking about haunted dolls, and I've never really shared this with anyone. Here we go. Um, okay. And I thought I would call in and share this. But yeah. um, two people very close to me have died, and I've dreamt about it shortly before it actually happened. Ooh. Yeah, no, and I'm not making this up or anything. This is, this is true. Um, I had a friend of mine, Matty Yaddy, who died in 2003, and he died in a boat accident. And what happened was I dreamt about it. And Hang on a minute. I've got, I so, told, sorry, this is actually quite serious. Do you mind that I'm playing the Halloween music under this call? No, 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 no. Okay, play, it's okay, fine. It's fine. fine. I'll good. tell you why. I just suddenly realised that suddenly that they were good, particularly after the criticism I got for apparently bullying a caller last night when I didn't. No, you that, okay, no, th- you, thank you. you didn't. That's a different. That's a different thing. But, but but what I was going to say was the thing was when I told Matt about it. But prior to his death, he thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Uh, yeah. So it's taken me a long death. time. Yeah, he dreamt, he dreamt these things before the people died. Yeah, yeah. So I dreamt that Matt had, I'd found him wet and dead uh, in my in my airing cupboard. I know that sounds funny, but that's, that's the truth. And he wow. thought it was funny. And he sort of said to me, you know, you need to lay off the wacky backy, mate, yes, sort mate. of thing. And, and it had happened. But what made it really sad was he had got a recording contract. So he'd left the place we worked go off and record this album and there'd been a party and fallen off this boat yeah and it's taken me a long even now i'm a bit shaky kind of talking about it but it the same thing happened with my father-in-law he was like killed in a car accident and i had a really sort of traumatic dream woke up went downstairs to compose myself and uh lo and behold i got the call an hour later no yeah man 
And it's taken, a, it's taken a long time. I mean, I know that we always have jokey calls, but I mean, I've just recently sort of started going to church and things like that, and I'm sort of being very open-minded about well, what I on, think... I'm going to get rid of the music. feels inappropriate, so I'm going to get rid of that. No, 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 it's not. No, no, it's no, no, it feels a little bit. So hang on. So you're, 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 think, you're now... Is it because of these dreams, or is it because of the deaths that you are now looking for some kind of, I don't know, spiritual guidance well i've had problems with mental health you see the thing about the dreams i didn't tell a lot of people and i don't think i think it's coincidence or synchronicity or whatever you'd call it but i've sort of started going to church recently and it's just given me a good feeling i'm not saying that god's real or anything like that but i've just found it to be something quite nice Mm. yeah does that, does that make sense? I'm not trying to bring the show down, but it, no, do you know hey, what I mean? Listen, uh, you know, I've um, got, I have, I never have uh, had any problem. I might have had it at some point, but I have no <laughs> problems with anybody that finds solace in any religion. It ain't for me. I think it's a load of old fairy stories, and it don't work for me. But if people get comfort from it, then beautiful. Yeah, you go for it. There was a moment in my mid to late twenties where a friend of mine, who's always been a churchgoer, kind of was yeah. doing a, a group himself and encouraged me to go with him. And I went to support him really. And for the few weeks um, at the beginning of it, I did feel like it was a it was a really kind of meditative moment, yeah. you know, and I felt like it, it did enhance my life in some ways. And it, then it, it started it, it, to get into the kind of devil the devil is real and all that and I and I checked out. But there are elements of it which it, which are reassuring and um and you know you do feel like you're taking a little bit of time out for your for your mind you know yeah. it does it does feel cleansing in some ways it's like when i did martial arts and we used to meditate that's what yeah. it felt like yeah. before that and yeah. and it was weird because today you were talking about all this stuff yesterday and i stumbled across a video of matt on youtube and it just sort of it really oh. just sort of arrested me it was by accident and i watched it and a lot of memories came flooding back of when we used to shave our heads and wear all the baggy hip-hop clothes mm. and stuff and wow. but it's but it's a good spooky yeah. and i was just wondering i don't know if anyone else has had that sort of experience but you know it's a spooky story nevertheless yeah that's a very that's a very you know? spooky story i think i had a premonition dream when i was a kid but i can't I can't be sure because it's one of those things that happened such a long time ago. I don't well, know whether I've made I'm, it fit. I'm going to answer it for you. You didn't. You didn't in that case. If, if, if you think... Well, I was so little. Yeah. But I think I woke up having had a dream about my nana saying goodbye. Yeah. And then my mum told me that nana no. had died. But that seems to fit too that closely, doesn't, doesn't it? That doesn't sound... No. Can I put one more thing to you, by the way? Oh, Ian? Hang, on a, talking... hang on a minute. I've not, you've asked us if you can put one more thing to us and I've not said yes yet. Can, can I? Hmm. I've got a theory on star signs. What? Star signs. You were talking, you said they're mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, they're, they're, they're nonsense. Ob- patently, they're nonsense, yes. Yeah, they could be. But do you not think that maybe when a woman gets pregnant, Here it could go. be to do with the season, so that the child's behaviours and things like that, or sort of the way they are, is dependent on like the menstrual cycle? Could that be a possibility? So that I'm sounds even more like bollocks. Catherine, as a woman, I'll let you um, <laughs> refute this. My kids are three years, a month, and a day apart. So my menstrual cycles around that time were absolutely like clock work those kids could not be more different if they tried so right so not a believer then nah. well, my, well my kids are <laughs> two years and uh eight days apart right? uh-huh. so it's pretty so, much the yeah, same both week. born around the same nah, time no, of the year I mean, they're, 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 no here's the thing you know yes 
them being born in January probably has an impact on their lives in as much as when they were babies, they were wrapped up in warm clothes a lot. And, yeah. and you know, and, and then it, it's their age compared to other people in their classes. Of course, that has an impact on them. But that is um, uh, that is uh, is nurture. That is that, that's the environment that's yeah. doing that. And the environment doesn't stretch to where the Pluto was on the left hand side or the right hand side of Mars. The really weird stuff when it comes to kids is the stuff they inherit from people that they don't know, like mannerisms and yeah. stuff from people, family members that had gone before they arrived. That is the weird stuff that I would like investigating. Please, yeah, apparently I'm a lot that. like my granddad, although I didn't really know him, but the way I sit, the way I talk, everything like yeah. that is exactly like him apparently, but yeah. I, I wouldn't know. And that's you know? weird, isn't it? That's weird. It is, yeah. <laughs> Don't listen. Yeah, go look. One... Go look. Go looking for answers in a church. Go on. Uh, yes. I will. Yes, don't I go. Will. Don't go looking for answers in the l- bloody horoscopes. That's bullshit. That's mumbo jumbo. Oh, that right. stuff that was invented just to get, get money off you. Some people might say. I'll the say that. Listen, I'm looking forward to meeting you guys at the show. All right. Which? Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Which show are you coming to? I'm coming to the London one. Yes, mate. We'll see you there. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, so earlier on, we asked you, welcome to the Late Night Alternative, by the way. I'm Ian Lee. That's Catherine Boyle. There are two. There's a robot one and there's a human one. There aren't two. There's only one. That's the robot one. She's evolving. Um, 03444991000. Earlier on. We were asking you to tell us your stories of fainting, pretending to faint, pretending to be asleep, whatever, to avoid something. And we received a tweet that just looked like bullshine. I don't want to call the fellow a liar because he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. I like him. What are you going to call him then? Well, I don't know. What we're going to do is he's going to tell his story now. He's called in. Right? He's, right. He's, 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 he's got balls. I'll get you. You've got balls, Nelly. I'll give you that. Okay. Two of them. Yep, thank you. So uh, he claims. So he claims. <laughs> but he's got three. Uh, we're going to let him tell his story, and then, dear listener, it's up to you. Is he telling the truth, or is he is he not telling the truth? Now, if you decide... This is the human lie detector, right? Much better than the flawed, controversial one on the Jeremy Kyle show. Okay? If the audience decide, Nelly, that you are not telling the truth, you will have to face a forfeit. Um, no. Yeah? Yeah, go on then. All right, fine. Well, let's hear this Let's hear this story then, young man. So, me mum and dad, they got uh, a dog from like a rescue centre. Yes. It was a golden retriever, lovely little thing. Yeah. Uh, very right. excitable. They often are. Uh, they went away one weekend, so I had to, you know, take the dog for a walk. Not took him out before. Um, so took him out. They said, you can let him off the lead, it'll be fine. Yeah. No problem, he'll come back. Oh. But he didn't. Aye, Anyone who's got a dog, when the dog doesn't come back and you can't see it, that's a, that's a real sinking feeling in the gut. So obviously, you know, I was sort of trying to, you know, trying to get hold of him somehow. Yeah. He just thought it was a game, was running off, coming back slowly, then running off again. And then he was sort of near a, quite a busy road, so I started to panic a bit more. This went on for about 30 or 40 minutes. Quite a long time. Yeah. Rang my sister. She's like an RSPCA inspector. She just said, he'll come back eventually. Oh, helpful. So, wasn't much help. But I, there was something in the back of my head mm. about golden retrievers being 
good in house fires or saving, pe- saving people. <laughs> house fires or saving people or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or having dreams <laughs> on Australian soaps. Do you remember that golden retriever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bouncer. Yeah, yeah. there's a whole episode. There was a dream Bouncer's or something. Dream, yeah. So it was like, so the dog was sort of going up the sort of alleyway. Yes. And I was sort of just like behind, behind him, trying to get him, just following him, basically. Couldn't get near him. And he was sort of always looking behind me, sort of seeing where I was, so there he is. So, no one around, I thought, well, if I fake an attack, and he catches a glimpse, maybe he'll think, oh, what's going on there? And when you say fake and an attack, you don't mean, like, fake being mugged or something? No, so I, I, just, I, I just crushed my chest and fell oh, to the ground. A heart attack, right, okay. Yeah. You faked a heart attack to trick a dog? Yeah. Okay. So, you, so how, how did you do this? Could you do the heart attack for us now? With, were there noises? Well, not really. It was more visual. Surely a heart attack noise is... Oh! 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 I'm glad I've yeah, heard that I, for when it actually happens. Yeah, which is looking more and more likely as the, the waistline increases. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I did that. So... But yeah, as I fell to the ground, yeah. so I've kept my eye open a bit and noticed the dog sort of looking over and thinking, oh, what's, what's going on? Yeah, what's all this? And he slowly made his way over and uh, got close enough and I grabbed him and oh. it worked. Now, because the, 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 the dog grab is tough, man, because you've got to wait well, for them yeah. to get close for you to reach and if you go in too slowly or too early, they're off, they're off and they mm-hmm. won't come near you for another ten minutes. But so, he, he was licking my face. He was really close to oh, me. So you I know why? You know why? He was hungry. I thought it was dinner time. Well, there we go, you see. Trying to revive me. No, no. He, was, he was trying, trying to, to eat you, mate. He was trying to eat you. You're a tasty fella. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, so... Okay. See, yeah, it's, that's what happened. Okay. Truth. Well, well okay, the truth... The truth... By the way, Glasgow, sold out. Thank you very much indeed. We'll see you on Saturday. No more of that. Uh, okay, Nelly, that's that's the truth. We, we're going to do is we, we're going to put this to the public vote. This Don't worry, this isn't like the phoning yesterday where people threatened Rainbow George with physical violence. This is this is not. I just want people to phone up and say true or to false. True or actually do it in English. True or false. Okay, oh, 03. Are you up for this, Nelly? Uh, yeah, go on then. You yeah. sure? Yeah, I've got I've got another game. I've got another top ten list, but we can leave that if you want. Yeah, we can. We, we... Let's park that. Leave that. Types of I tell you what. Here's the on. thing. Here's the thing. If you're found to be telling the truth, do your top ten list. We do the forfeit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do the forfeit. If you're found to be lying, you can't do a forf- You can't do a top ten list for the whole of June. Ooh. Ooh, no, high stakes. Is he going to take it? Matey, mate, mate. I tell you what, here, Actually, comes the, you know what? here comes the first call. Let's just have a little taster. Let's just see what the first call says. Hello, caller, true or false? Did you get that story from Carl Pilkington? That was a bag of shite. Well, okay, that's controversial. Let's, let's play, play nicely, please. Play nicely. I'm going to put that down. Play nicely, please. I'm going to put that down as a false. Oh, idiot. Do you wish to continue, Nelly? Yeah. Okay. Oh three, four 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 nine nine, one thousand is the telephone number. You've heard, dear listener. We're going to take calls straight away, just for a few minutes. You've heard Nelly's story, and please, please play nice when you when you call in. Do you think it's true 
or false. You just come on, you just say true or false. If we get whichever one gets five votes first is is the answer. If you decide it's true, he can do his top ten list. Always a lot of fun for him. If you if you decide it's false, he cannot do a top ten list for the whole of June. Let's go to line two. Line two, true or false? Hello, line two, listening to LBC. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. True, true or false? Uh, it's definitely true. What, what makes you say that? Thank you. <laughs> are, you on, are you not even listening to us? What are you listening to? Uh, no, I am listening to you. I, I, can, you off. I can hear Chucker and Moona in the background. Well, I, I, I tried to turn it off, but it ends up changing channels. Mm, that's convenient, I'm not isn't sure it? that's true. Oh, uh, so, so liars are phoning up to support Nelly. Okay, that's fine. That's, we, we, we don't judge a man by the company he keeps. Although? We should do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. True or false? It's one or it's the first that gets to five will decide. Line two, true or false? It's obviously false. And, mm-hmm. and what makes you... Now, you've worked with hardened criminals. What makes you say it's false? I've worked with hardened criminals. Thank you very much indeed. Um, oh, let's just take a minute to think about hardened criminals. Wow. Let's go to line three. True or false? Very true. It happened to me similarly the other day. What happened? I was out walking this lady's dog. Uh, I walked in the countryside and it went missing. It just ran off. It didn't want to go out for a walk in the first place, but I made it and uh, I lost it. And then I lay down in the grass and I pretended to be just out cold and it came back to me. But it was a smaller dog. Right. Now I think we have to do a phone in straight to where do we believe this guy's yeah, called? I mean, come on. All right. We're good. I don't believe him. <laughs> It's two all. Everyone knows that doesn't work with smaller dogs. Oh three. Also, how would the dogs see you if you're on if you're on the floor lying prone? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, line four. True or false? It was true. I was there. You were the dog. <laughs> Flipping. <it. We're> just, <laughs> just getting idiots phoning up. This is no. Don't. don't that was the perfect response. Your laughter encourages them. This is why we need a... a, a, a Use her then, go on. Well, okay, I haven't got the answers for this. Um, Okay, it's it's 3-2 in Nelly's favour. Let's go to line four. Line four, what do you think? True or false? Hello, 100% telling the truth. Did you phone us up earlier on? Uh, No. No, no, shut up, Nelly. Why do you... Who are you? Uh, It's Nick from South Wales. And you... Now, what makes you think, Nick, that he is telling the truth? I don't know, he sounds really convincing, really, because, um... They do, though! I... They do, these liars! Hmm. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Nick. Sh- Nick might change his mind, Nelly, so just be careful. Don't badger the witness. Do you want to change your mind, Nick? Uh. Go on, then. Yeah, we go, thank <laughs> you! <laughs> I like Nick. I like Nick. Nick's my call of the night. Thank you, Nick. Well done. You, 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 well done. Thank you. Right. It's three all. Just two votes. This is the tensest, slowest, but tensest vote we've ever done. We go straight to line two. Line two, true or false? False. 
utter bullshine. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Right. He rang up earlier. No, I don't think he did. That was a different. I, mm. I, I didn't recognise the number. This could be the last one. It's four false, three saying true. This, this could either take it to a draw or it could decide it. Line three, true or false? I've got a top ten list here of the biggest lies ever told. And okay, that's let's hear it. Definitely at number one. Number one. Thank you very much indeed, oh. Nelly. I'm afraid. The human lie detector, the most accurate lie detector test anywhere in the world. Still not admissible in court. Of course not. Is um, Well, it is. That's a jury. That thing is the wrong, though. Sorry? Where would it get that story from? It's a ridiculous story to make up. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. What about, um, what about um, The Empire Strikes Back? That's a ridiculous story. Someone made up. Ain't true. What about yeah, Charlotte's Web? Charlotte's Web. That's a ridiculous story. Someone made mm. it up. Truth is stranger than fiction. No, it's not. It's not. Ghostbusters is stranger than anything that's ever happened in the real world. Truth is not stranger than fiction. Fiction is stranger than truth because any you can make it up. You can go back in time. You could I could turn into an elephant. So you made it up, Nelly. You need to accept that. You've been found out. You can still. You're very very welcome to call. You're very welcome to contribute, and we'd love your your weight updates if you're still doing that. But I'm afraid, sir, we will not be accepting any of your top ten lists until uh, the very earliest July the 1st. Well, I'm going away for a couple of weeks in June, so it's all right. Flipping heck. You wasted an opportunity there. Also, he claims. He cra- <laughs> Where you going, Nelly? Greece, actually. Whereabouts in Greece? I know Greece. Uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce it. Oh, Thanks very much for calling, Nelly. Enjoy your time in Thelosikinaka. I did start off trying to say a real place and then I got lost. Thank you, everybody. It's good to... We, we don't like fake news uh, here at uh, uh, Talk Radio, unless, of course, it's Julia's show. 0344 499 last hour of the show, The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and two cats on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Little fella, you're so tired. Can hardly lift your head, but you wanna hear a story before you go to bed. So if you'll be quiet and listen patiently, I'll sing you a song that my mother sang to me. Little cowboy, put your saddle in the barn, tie your horse up tight, so we'll know no harm. Put your hat and your guns beside you on the chair. Don't forget you got to say a little prayer. Little cowboy, you better hit the Sandman Trail, or you'll be late for round the time, you know. If you want to be a cowboy, you better rest a while. Little cowboy baby of the old corral. Little cowboy baby of the old corral. Bit of Harry Nielsen. You can't go wrong. Thank you. Um, midnight is the perfect time to put on a bit of Harry Nielsen. Just after 12, get a bit of the old Nielsen out. Nielsen, Schmilson, bishy-bashy-boshy, you're done. Oh three four four. 
499-1000 is the phone number. It's the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Um, the, uh, the Nelly, uh, it's, it's pathetic. This is Dan. He saved me from my fake heart attack. I, I mean, come on. I don't want to report you to Twitter, but I might have to. Yeah, if I'm going to Google cute dogs, I'm going to find that dog first off, right? And that's when I'm going to slap in and say, yeah, this is the dog that saved my life. If that dog was trying to save your life, I don't believe it. If it ever happened, that dog was trying to eat you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much indeed. Hey, Zamo's going to be in EastEnders. Hey. That's good, isn't it? And I have reason to believe that Zamo listens to this show. What makes you say that? He started following me on Twitter a couple of weeks S back. The front door. Mm-hmm. Really? Was, was, was his, who is he on Twitter? You, you, his name's Lee, isn't it? Okay, that narrows it down. Hang on. I can't remember his name. No, we should know his name. Of course we should know his name. Um, Lee Stafford? Lee McDonald. Lee MacDonald? Yeah, Mac. Mac. Yeah, I thought so. thought so. Lee Mac. Well, that, okay, well, there's a lot of them. All right, well, find the one that follows. Okay. I'm sure he fo- follows. Hey, he follows me. Lee McDonald follows me. No, he does. Of course he does. Um, People never follow just me. He follows me. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, I, if he does listen, well, it's been in the papers the last couple of days, and I kept meaning, oh God, look, there's a picture of him with his dad. And it's the thing that people, everyone say, but of course, doesn't he look like him? <laughs> doesn't he look like him? It's been in the papers a couple of, last couple of days, and I, I, I keep writing it down, going, oh, we should, we should mention that, we should acknowledge that. He's got a part in EastEnders. Good. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. About time, because for, for too long, I'm sure he didn't see it, but he was not the, the, not the butt of a joke, but it was those, where are they now? Well, for a long time, he was working as a key cutter in, in Soho. And I hate this... Um, there was that thing with the guy from The Fresh Prince, wasn't there? Yeah. He was found working no, in No, from The Cosby Show. The Cosby Show, that was he, it. He was the husband, wasn't he, of yes. uh, Lisa Bonet's yeah, character. Yeah, we go. Oh, no, the other one. Um, the other sister. Yeah. And he was fa- he was working in a grocery store or something, and it was a look at how the mighty have fallen. No, yeah. no, look at how a bloke whose life hasn't quite gone the way he perhaps wanted to is providing for himself and his family. Yeah. I never got that. Actually, you it know, turned out that guy was still acting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never got... The, the, I remember um, uh, Daniela Westbrook being laughed at because she was working in a phone shop for 50 quid. She's working. She's working. And that's the thing. This this business, right, is so up and... I've had 20 years, nearly 21 years of pretty consistent work with a few blips. Pretty consistent. That is so rare. But if I didn't work... And I've, got, I've, I've managed to save a few quid in the bank. I've been, I've been a little bit clever. But if I didn't work for a year and there was nothing on the horizon... I'd, I'd have to get a job. Mm-hmm. Wait, what, I'm going to live on. I'm going to live on the jungle for the rest of my life. Of course not. Actors who stay actors I consistently am. and don't have to do anything else are so rare. They're the rare ones. Yeah, yeah. So I thought. So I've, I've always kind of had a very soft spot for him. Um, and uh, so I was. I was thrilled when I saw that. And I, I can't. I, I'm not a big. I don't really watch EastEnders, but you know what? I might check it out if he's in. Um, the um, star have done. Where are they now? Where did the hill stars end her up? That's clever. Okay, right, fine, 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 fair enough. Um, oh, Suzanne Tully's a director now. Yeah, she is, yeah. Directed some of Line of Duty. Yeah, because didn't she start out at EastEnders? Or she certainly was known for directing EastEnders for a while. No. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Oh, good for her. Tucker Jenkins, uh, unfortunately, died of AIDS. 
No, that wasn't Tucker Jenkins, mate. It was Tucker Jenkins? No. Yeah, yeah, Tucker Jenkins. Mark Fowler. Same guy. It was, it was the same character, wasn't it? It was the character, yeah. yeah the it same wasn't guy. the guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Hang Tucker Jenkins did. Tucker, Tucker Jenkins Tucker just Jenkins, left school. The lovable character spawned spin-off series Tucker's Luck. Oh, Mark Fowler. Okay, nice. Who was di- diagnosed with HIV. Uh, okay, right, fine. He just went um, on Dancing on Ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, he looked really well oh, when he was skating. Benny, Benny Green. I oh, know. Died. Not a shame. That was, died. That was really sad. Um, Trisha Yates. Um, uh, it's, it's really weird... Here's the thing, you've got to sum up someone's life in the last 45 years, you've got to sum up 45 years in two paragraphs, right? What are you going to put in? How are you going to do it, right? So this is... With um, women, they'll always say how many kids they had. No, but, but very, very similar. Trisha Yates, played by Michelle Herbert. After playing a bad girl in the series for five, work, five years, she gave up acting to work for a sweet firm, then moved to Dundee to run a glazing firm with her husband. In 2015, age 50, she underwent a mastectomy after being diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. Was, was she, yeah, okay, that's great. What's she doing now? Yeah. Is she, I'm assuming she's, she survived. I'm assuming she's well. She, what's she doing now? That's, I don't want to say that's irrelevant because that demeans a huge part of her life. But if you're summing up someone's life in two paragraphs, I don't think I'd put that in. I don't think, unless they then went on to fa- form a charity that raised a hundred million pounds or. Or they didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Fiona Wilson, Michelle Gale. Grange Hill's rapper would go on, would go on to star as Hattie to Vernier in EastEnders, then find chart success with hits such as yep. Sweetness. Yeah. Surely would go on to find chart success with the hit Sweetness. It's the one I can remember. It's a great song. Yeah. Because your sweetness, sweetness is my weakness. I still sing that from time to time. Mm-hmm. If I see the words, I have to say the word sweetness. I'll still sing that. Um, the former wife of ex-footballer Mark Bright. The 48-year-old has since forged another career as a novelist. Um, Claire Scott. Uh, played by Paula Anne Bland. There's a picture of her as a glamour model here, so I'm gulping. Her character was so successful that Paula even released a cover version of Kylie's Locomotion. She went on to star... In itself a cover version. She went on to star in Only Fools and Horses and famously posed topless for men's magazine Mayfair. The 50-year-old mother of two now runs a PR firm. It's interesting that Mayfair is described as a men's magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Found a stash of those as a kid. They were Um, not GQ. uh, uh, Tracy Edwards. I don't know who she was. Let's have a look. Up, up there. I don't remember. No. I don't remember. Um, Callie. Hey, Callie. I had a crush on Callie. I had a cr- what, What's that for? Yep. Yeah. What? No, it's fine. What's that for? Just telling you I had a crush on Callie. You mention that every time we mention Callie. Do I? Yeah. Do I really? Yeah. Do I? Yeah. Okay, I wonder if we can get her on the show. Okay. No? Her, her name is Simone... Hyams, H-Y-A-M-S, Simone Hyams. After melting hearts on the, sh- the show, Simone went on to appear in Baywatch. Now 47, she's quit acting to work in events management. Okay, well, there, there you go. Well, good, good for 
Uh, Lee McDonald, we say, congratulaziano, we love you, and it's about flipping time. You, um, uh, you got back acting where you belong. What you got for us, Boyley? Oh, this is a very, um, um, well, I think a funny story. But thankfully, it didn't have tragic consequences, yeah. I've got to say. And don't oh. do drugs, kids. Nope. Bloke cleaning old synthesizer goes on nine-hour acid trip after touching LSD-coated knob. Don't believe it. Do not believe it for a second. First of all, never put LSD on your knob. Secondly, it would have, it would have, no, that would have evaporated. A bloke who was restoring a, a classic bloke. 1960s electronic instrument... Was it a Moog? No, it wasn't. I'll tell you in a minute. Got a little extra taste of the psychedelic era. Aye. The Buchler Model 100... OK, yeah, I know exactly what that is. ...is a rare synthesizer produced from about 63 to the early 70s, used mainly for esoteric psychedelic soundscapes rather than more conventional pop sounds. I don't think it's technically a synthesizer. It's a deeply trippy-sounding instrument. They kind of came, came about in the sort of 68, you could call a Moga synthesizer, but that would not be a synthesizer, not in 1963. Please, sorry, carry on. And just it's like not just the sounds that make it trippy. California State University East Bay Campus own a bookler that needed some restoration work. Yes, right. And the broadcast operations manager at local CBS TV station, KPIX5, Elliot Curtis, offered to undertake the work for them. Yeah, why not? Friendly, friendly guy. As he worked on the instrument, reports Elliot's own station, KPIX5, he came across a mysterious crystalline deposit stuck under one of its many knobs. <whistles> he picked out the substance and sprayed the area with contact cleaner, and as he did so, he felt a strange tingling in his fingers. That turned into a wild nine-hour acid trip for Elliot. Somehow the drug had not decomposed after all of this time at the university storage rooms and within 45 minutes, Elliot was seriously and unexpectedly high. Wow! Rumours have long swirled among musicians that Buchler deliberately hid doses of acid in his instruments. Yeah, they were looking for new ways of creating sound, said Ines Theobot, uh, assistant professor of music at Cal State East Bay. Later, medical tests confirmed the mystery substance wedged into the buckler was LSD. Unga, 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 shango, unga, unga, unga. Maverick synthesizer designer Don Buckler definitely ran with a very psychedelic crew in his 1960s heyday. He hung out with the Grateful Dead's clandestine chemist, Osley Stanley, who was credited with cooking up some of the era's most potent acid. Wow. Elliot rode out the trip and returned to the workshop to finish the restoration of the Buckler 100, but this time with gloves on. Later, medical tests confirmed the mystery substance wedged into the Buckler was LSD, and Maverick synthes... Oh, we've already done this bit. I think maybe I think it's... Been- I think maybe it is. They've repeated it. What's going on at the Daily Star? They've got a contact high. Flipping over. What's happening? So yeah. there you go. I don't believe it. That, 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 I'm going to be honest, that story is even stinkier than Nelly's obvious bullshit. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't feel right to me. I don't know. I don't know. Don't do drugs, kids. Imagine if there was someone at home who was about to do some drugs and then we went, don't do drugs, and they went, looked at it and went, Yeah, you know what? I don't, those, those guys, I, I'm going to, I'm getting rid of these drugs right now. I'm not doing any drugs because those two squares on the radio said don't do it. Especially because that story made it sound awful. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. LSD, LSD, LSD. Ah, uh, yeah. Hmm? Right, Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. That's your boots gone then, isn't it? Getting rid of boots. Oh, all right, let's, let's, let's get some real news in. They're getting rid of 200 boots in places where they've got two boots. 
All right. So they're getting rid of like the the double One of boots. A pair. Yeah. Well, thank you very much indeed. Um, but but that's got to be the beginning of the uh, of the end, hasn't it? It's not looking good, is it? It's not looking good for boots. I like. I tell you where boots went wrong. They got rid of the computer department. Oh, I remember that. It used, used to be downstairs. Up, it was upstairs in Slough. Oh, right. You'd go upstairs, and on a Saturday, your mum would say, right, I'll be back in a couple of hours, and she'd go off and do her shopping in Slough High Street and the Queensmere, and you'd stay there and play video games for two hours. And if you got kicked out, you'd go next door to Smith's. Didn't they used to sell tapes as well? Yeah, boots, yeah, yeah. Bootsies. Yeah, they used to do everything. Bootsies that, like Marxes. I, I want to go into Bootsies, and I want to see a load of computer games set up, ready to go, to play. That would bring them back. The high, the high street is dead, is gone, everyone should give up. I, I have no... WH Smith said in the news there it's been voted the worst street on the, the shop on the high street for the fourth year running. That is like the, the um, cockroach of the high street. Everything is going to be gone. WH Smith will always be going. Mm. I, and I don't know... Why, have you ever... When was the last time you went to the back of a WH Smith? Oh, God. I, Go to the back, because it's the weirdest. I've only ever done it in recent time, times when you stop off at a service station. Yeah. And I'll go in a WH Smith. But uh, I do remember the glory days of WH Smith when it had like a proper book yeah. section. Yeah, yeah. And when I was a little kid, my dad used to take me there. Before we had like Waterstones and all that sort of stuff, you'd go to WH Smith and I would go and sit on the floor yeah. and read books yeah. in there. Well, you were a bumlet, weren't you? Oh, I loved it. I just say, I, I, Lane says, if you could take drugs to your fingers every time you picked up a tenner, you'd turn into a cockhead who thinks they're invisible. Well, no, you can absorb LSD oh, through the fingers. Yeah. You can absorb it, absorb it through the skin. So, And uh, isn't there cocaine residue on a lot of banknotes? Yeah. Mm. But he's saying that if that were true, that you could absorb drugs through your fingers, then you'd be high on £10 notes. Mm. But it doesn't work like that, because you have to, you have to, cocaine has to go through an orifice, LSD uh, can be absorbed through the skin. No, although I told you about the time we nearly, well, I nearly lost my husband to a Caribbean jail. No? Yeah, we were about to leave an island. I can't remember which one it was, St Lucia? Uh, this was back when my sister used to work for an airline, and we used to get cheap, brilliant holidays. Yeah. And we were coming back from holiday... And we were dropped off at the dropped off at the airport by I'm going to say it a bit of a dodge pot type um, guide. It's a little bit racist. I can only trace this back to him. You see, it's a little bit racist. We've both been in the same place at the same time for the whole time yep. we were on holiday, right? So what happened next? I can only put down to the fact that my husband shook that guy's hand, and the guy gave me two kisses the old French oh, way. Oh, 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 okay, yes. Not French kisses. No. On the cheek. Sur sur le poisson. Didn't touch my fish. (laughs) So we got to the airport and we all had to be... We all lined up and they were doing this kind of... You know when they get... You've got a finger out. I don't know where that's going. Like a finger puppet. A plain one. It's got a coat. It's got like a, a, a paper coat on your finger. Like a finger puppet. And they were touching it on everyone's hands and then feeding the paper finger puppet okay, so through a machine. Okay, so they're swabbing hands, yeah. Yeah. I got waved through. My husband set all the alarms off. Ay, 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 ay. Tested positive for cocaine ooh, on his hands. Ooh, flipping heck, man. Yeah. Wow. Him and about four other blokes He looks the sort. I've met lined your up. up. looks the well, sort. He doesn't at all. <laughs> they're all lined up and they weren't told why. Everyone else is being waved onto the plane, and I'm going, I'm not going on the plane. I'm waiting for... I was thinking he's going to get back. He's going to get banged up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I became, immediately became indignant jail wife. Well done, yeah. And uh, I wouldn't leave, and I was demanding to know under what authority they were holding them. You're like the women that are attracted to Charles Bronson. (laughs) 
Yeah. At that time, I worked for the BBC, yeah. so I was like, I know he's right. Yeah. You can't hold him. Tell him what you're being held for. My dad once said when we stayed in a crappy hotel in Spain in the early 80s, he, uh, and um, they wouldn't fix something or move us to another room. Listen, I work for the BBC. If you don't want this to be on Esther Ranson's That's Life, <laughs> you will sort this out right now. They sorted it out immediately. It works. Yeah, you're not yeah. really allowed to do that, no. but at that point, I was thinking I was going to be doing some very long prison visits. Um, and then, yeah, they, they held them for ages. I've never seen someone do panic sweats before, yeah. right? But I could see the sweat coming out of his pores. That was probably the cocaine he'd taken. <laughs> you get wasn't. very, very sweaty and coke. It wasn't. He was so frightened. It, he was so frightened. Paranoid. Then, yeah, no, not paranoid. <laughs> and the other blokes next to him were going, yeah, I'm bang to rights. I've been on all weekend. But because they'd been to, there'd been some sort of yacht race or something. Yeah. And they'd all been, on, and he hadn't at all, because I'd been with him the whole time, and we were boring back then, we just spent a lot of time. Hey, there's nothing boring about not doing cocaine. No, we, we were doing other things at that point. But anyway, so... Blow? No, having it off. Um, that's what I said, that's what I meant, blow. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and then after about ten minutes of pure panic, and me thinking, this is it, this is how things, this is how miscarriages of justice happen, yeah. and of course everyone's innocent in prison, they let him go. Yeah. But everyone, and they let everyone else you go know, as well. You open the wallet. All you got to do, all you do over in a place like that, open the wallet. Yeah. Right. How much are you going to go? They just let And them, then they just take all the notes out, you go, right, They fine. just let them all simmer for a while, look through all their bags. Yeah. They let everyone on in the end, even the ones that have been proper dodgepots the whole yeah. time. But, you know, they weren't carrying it. They just tested positive for having contact with it. I want to go to prison. No, you don't. I want to go to prison for, like, three nights. All right, let's think about something you could do to deserve that. No, I just, I, you know when Paul McCartney went to prison in Japan? I yeah. mean, my favourite, so he wrote, here's the thing, Paul McCartney went to prison in Japan because he was found with, a, like, a kilo of grass in Linda's bag. They opened, it was like the top of Linda's bag, right, going through J Why Japanese... Why did he get sent down in Iowa? Was there a bag? It was her bag, but as soon as they opened it, he grabbed it and he went, that's mine. Oh. Like a gentleman oh. toker. Grabbed it romantic. and romantic. Yeah, because they, they opened it and it was just sat on the top and he grabbed it and he went, that's mine, and held it. And I'm it's the most fascinating period in Beatles history, as far as I'm concerned. Come to you in a second, Nigel. And I'd love someone to make a film of it. There's not much news footage of it, but there's some. And it, the, the footage of him being marched out of, um, I think it's Narita Airport, I'm not sure. To, uh, I've been there. Coming out of the airport. And, um, and he's sort of doing that. He's trying to do the wacky head shake and all of that. But he's obviously cacking himself. Because I think... I think the penalty could have been, it could have had the death penalty. What? I think. It certainly would have been life. And he was in prison, I think, for uh, ten days. And he had to shower with everyone. They were calling him yesterday, weren't they? Were they? Call, yeah, yeah, calling him yesterday and stuff like that. And here's the weird thing. He wrote a book about it, right? He wrote a book. And it's locked in a vault. And cannot be read by anyone until he dies. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know what that music was and it didn't actually fit, but... Oh, I think it's kind of groovy. It's, it's locked in a vault and cannot be read. It's called something like, um, the, 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 the hummingbird, or so, it's something ponty like that, and it cannot be read till he dies. I want to read that book. I wonder if we have a word with his brother where he can nick it for yeah. us. Yeah. You know, like oh, you would with your sister's diary. Mike's coming on the show. Mike McCartney's coming on the show soon. He's got a, a re-released album coming out. He's coming on the show soon. He won't stop tweeting me. Oh, God. Flipping it, man. He can talk, can't he? Won't stop. I mean, literally, he won't stop. Won't stop tweeting me. Let's go to 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Nigel. Good evening. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Nigel. What can we do for you tonight, oh. Nigel? 
been all the week ringing the wrong number. Oh, stupid me. I didn't know that you changed the number. They haven't changed the number. <laughs> Just no, address. I was dialing 08 instead of 03. Yeah, but the number hasn't changed for about three years. No, but I tried 03 and I got through straight away, but when I did 08, it wouldn't. Oh, it wouldn't work because that's not our number. No, it, but, oh, well, I'm calling the wrong number because I got through straight away with the O three. Yeah, yeah, you I, would because that's the right number. We haven't been O eight since we started, have we? No, it, uh, it, it, it's it's been it's, it's been pretty much always O oh. three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, but I've been doing 08 every, every time I've called you before. No. It was 08 I did. No, it hasn't. Well, you haven't. Anyway. Oh, you called us now. Matter, it anyway. worked. We're here. What can we do for yeah. you? I've just going in. I've just had my milk put in. The line is terrible. I'm just going in the kitchen where I normally go. Hang on. Yeah, why don't you start... Yeah. Why don't you start That's the phone... Better, well, yeah, 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 why don't you start the phone calls w where you know the phone works? Well, it's because I didn't expect to get through because I was dialing the wrong number all the way. No, but you knew... But, no, <laughs> but you knew you got through because you spoke to Sam and he called you back yeah. and you would have heard but me I say... I had milk pudding on my lap and I, I had to finish it while I was waiting. <laughs> you finished what? His milk pudding in his milk lap. Milk pudding while I was waiting. I don't know what milk pudding is. Rice pudding, sorry. Right, okay. Rice <laughs> That's why I don't know what it is, because it's not a thing. Right, I've got something funny to tell you, Ian. Okay. I, I, you know, the Waldens that came, been helping me, you know, with after Mum died, the Waldens. Yes. And uh, they brought me a mower about a month ago, and I, and I got it out uh, about three days ago. And um, it wouldn't start very well, but I got it started. I did half the garden, and uh, when I tried to start it the second time... It was it started smoking, and I carried on trying to start it, and it exploded in flames. It, you know, right where Mum fell and banged her head. You know, oh, it's exactly the same spot. Oh, that sounds like an omen. That sounds like synchronicity. Yeah. Yeah, it caught, and I had to drag it right down to a big ring, and someone put a hosepipe on its foot, and the engine fell out the bottom of it. Wow, that that warden must really want you dead. <laughs> They're trying to get rid of you. <laughs> I never. I didn't expect it to blow up, and all the fuses blew in the house as Yeah, well. it would do, it would do. Um, wow. It was ever so frightening for you know, I was still upset about Mum. I needed to talk to you. I'm still still upset, upset about Mum, honestly. Yeah, I know you are, of course you and are. It, and yeah. and it, it's taken ages to get over it, really. But, you, you, never, you, won't um, get, you don't get over it completely. It's always, she's always there in one yeah. way or another. You just kind of get I, used I to it, Nigel. I still very much, you yeah. know, it's... Miss, I, I, you know, she uh, an image in my head, you know, and she's just just disappeared, and, and and it's it's I can't even go to the grave at the moment because I'm too stressed out to go to the grave. Really, that's all right. Have you been singing? Yeah. Have you been performing? N not anywhere at the moment. What busking? You mean? Well, just performing anywhere. No, not anywhere at the moment. No, because I want to get back into busking, but um, I've been so busy sorting other things out. Really, basically. Yeah, well, no okay, well, but would you like to I, perform for us now? Um, I don't, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so they're, they're going to try and get me another mower, hopefully, but I can do it all myself without asking the council, which is good, isn't it? And I did a lot of digging, yeah. um, a lot of um, weeding as well. There you go, perfect, you see? Uh, I digged up, dig, dug all around the grass. Good to have, know, good to have a bit of, foot. good to have mm. something to focus on. Yeah. Uh, so I've done, and I cut the hedge as well, so I've done basically nearly all the Beautiful. garden. Beautiful. 
There you go. Um, That's great work. You should be very so proud well, of yourself. Didn't I? I was you two did hours very on the well. garden Fair one evening. Ahead, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when it was nice and sunny about last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should be very um, proud of yourself. You've done a good job. Hopefully the sunshine's coming back at the weekend, isn't it? I yeah. think it's supposed to be hot, hot, mm. hot. Well, not too hot. It's going to be very like hot. It's going to be very hot. Shall I do Nigel's time again? Yeah, let's uh, have Nigel's time. That's a great, upbeat, fun song. Keep it down a bit quiet because of the neighbours. Uh, screw those losers. Screw them. <laughs> yeah. Go oh, on, no, then. What am I saying? Yes, what am I Here saying? we go. Let's have Nigel's yeah. time performed yeah. by Nigel from Maidstone himself. Fantastic. Um, right. Um, tuning in, calling up. Talking to the nation, sing a song, melody, for your adoration, late night phonings, I'm keeping you awake. It's our time, it's our time to shine, up all night, it's entertainment time. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line, oh, it's Nigel's time, clouds are gone, sun is up. Up on your horizon, save us home back on the phone to my radio station. Late night phone is, I'm keeping you awake. It's our time, it's our time to shine. Up all night, it's entertainment time. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line. Oh, 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 oh. it's Nigel's. It's Nigel's time to call and make my oh, point. Oh, time to play oh, him no. rock his joint. Take my it to the bridge. It's exciting. I'm inviting you to listen for another day. Okay. It's our time, it's our time it. to shine. Well done, Nigel. Excellent stuff as always. And good work on the gardening. 0344 499 Let's take calls straight to air for the last 30 minutes. See if, see if any magic happens there. This is... Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, Fat Boy Slim, isn't it? <laughs> You're going to break that. Probably will. Oh, I'm out of breath. Oh, three. <laughs> and we're going to take calls straight to her for the last 30 minutes. We'll Do carry it. on chatting. Now, as soon as I see, see uh, it's been quiet on the phones, but I think we've had, we've had some good quality phone calls tonight, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so if uh, you want to call in and chip in, you can do some nonsense. You can chat for a little bit longer. It's up to you. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. As soon as I see a, a, a number uh, on the screen, I'll go, hello, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. It's Gemma in Nashville. Hello. Who's the, who is this? Gemma. Hello, Gemma. In Nashville. How are you? Did oh, we... Gemma in Nashville. Yes. I, I, it's, it's the weirdest thing because it's, it's, it's got a Manchester dialing code. Isn't that funny? <laughs> but I know you're not. Hey, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's not a great line. Hey, Gemma, how are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> What's I haven't uh, called you since you've been in your studio. I thought you since, since you've been in prison. I thought no, you haven't. <laughs> um, how's 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 life in Nashville? How's how's uh, the country dudes? How's the cowboys? How's the oil? How's the music? How's the vibe? Very very hot. Is it? Is it? A... Yes. It's what six thirty and it's eighty two degrees Ooh. Fahrenheit. So that's Flip pretty warm. Steaming, man. How are you keeping cool? 
Uh, don't go outside. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a personal question. Huh. Okay, for all we know, Gemma could be absolutely stuck. I do put my bra in the freezer. Sorry? Sometimes. I, I beg your pardon? I put my brassiere in the freezer sometimes. Oh. I think other people do that too. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard that one before, but I'm going to try this summer. I have not heard that, but that makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense. Iced it. It works. (laughs) (laughs) That does make perfect sense. Is it not? Is it not too cold when you put it on? No. If you're really hot, it's good. The opposite of that in the winter. There's nothing nicer than a pair of ironed pants. In the winter. Freshly ironed pants, so they're warm, you put them on, ooh, yes. My first boyfriend, his yep. mum used to put his um, pants on the radiator for him every morning before oh, school. That is love, isn't it? That is love. <laughs> that is love. But I would you put your... I don't, microwave I don't... Sorry? <laughs> you put your what in the microwave? I put, I put socks in the microwave before. All right, I, uh, okay. I don't think that's safe. I think they can catch fire. <laughs> not that not made of metal. It worked. Okay, would you... Um, would you, if this is too personal a question, then just let me know. Would you put your knickers, your underpants, your undergarments, your downstairs underwear we, we get it. in the freezer? Or is that is that too intimate? No, yes, I would put my panties in the freezer. There we go. I would put my panties in the freezer. That's like, that's like a line <laughs> from a play, isn't it? I would put my panties in the freezer. That's like, I love your accent so much. I love it so much. I love. I want to go to Nashville, man. I really want to we go to Nashville. We did think about it, didn't we? We considered doing the show from Nashville, Gemma, for a week. We looked at it, um, but just the flights there, were, it was really expensive mm-hmm. to get to Nashville. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, but maybe, maybe if we did come and do it, we could stay at your place and we put, could put our panties in the freezer. Put our panties in your <laughs> freezer. Just unpack everything straight into the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do for but you? I hadn't called. Let me tell you, I've been meaning to call and yeah. I haven't because I got very paranoid about swears and dumping. Oh, why did you get paranoid about that? Because it, people do it a lot, and I'm afraid I might say something that we commonly say here that could be horrific there. <laughs> You've got a potty mouth. Well, here's the thing, right? You don't have to worry about swears and dumping. That's for me and Kath. The dump button works now, That's, so we're armed. Exactly. That's for me and Kath to worry okay. about, right? And, and um, we, listen, if people do it, accidentally or it's a cultural thing we're cool with that you know we do we we, we we have give a couple of yellow cards um and we like you Gemma. if you i'm trying to think i don't think there are any american it's more the other way around there are more british just, words like if i say snickerdoodle biscuit which is nothing here it might be some kind of crazy a pedo phrase there <laughs> wow <laughs> I mean, if you look at Review Mirror and Pedos all over the country are going, what? 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 Where? Where's exactly. a stick of doodle biscuit? What is this? Goddamn pedo code. <laughs> Who told those straights? Wow. Um, well, I think, well, no, I, I mean, uh, I always get great pleasure. The, 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 um, the, you know the word W, uh, you know winker, but with an A in it, right? 
Right, right, right. That doesn't mean anything in America. No. It's, it's mentioned in The Simpsons. It's mentioned in Mork and Mindy. One of the characters is called Mr. W Winker. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to get great pleasure saying it very loudly <laughs> on the streets yeah. of New York because it doesn't mean anything. I think Mike Myers included it in one of his films just because, well, he's um, Scouse. Isn't yeah, his parents yeah. are Scouse, aren't they? So yes. they're from Liverpool originally. We so know, he we knew know what Scouse means, yes. Yeah, but Gemma might not. Because so Gemma you can't say that on the radio? No. It's, it's quite... It, it's. Really? Quite a strong swear. It's quite a strong swear, but but we can really? say, like, could, for example, on American radio, could, could could you talk about jerking off? Yeah. Okay. What station um, do they do on, that on in, please? Certain, like at to, certain times. Between, yes, you uh, between 12 and 2 in the afternoon and 5 and 7 the, in the evening the is jerk the jerking off hour. <laughs> <laughs> For a whole hour? Wow. <laughs> These Americans have got stamina. Um, well, you it's, know. There's uh, satellite, which you can pretty much say anything you want. Oh, yeah, satellite. The, the, is that the, like serious sub subscription radio? Yes, yes. D and loads of people sign up for goes. that. People pay for that, don't mm -hmm. they? Oh, yeah. That's how um, Howard Stern makes his millions. Isn't that what DAB is? No, because DAB is free... Um, we don't have subscription radio over no, here. No, it would be a podcast in that but, case, wouldn't it? But yeah, but even then people get it for free. Um, the, I, the, you know, the, the only sort of real thing that you pay for is the B, is the license fee to get BBC, which is more of like a, a state kind of thing. No, we have no, people tried subscription radio, FUBAR was an example, yeah. and no one went for it. Well, there's enough free stuff that yeah. people don't uh, feel the need for it. No one went for it. We're not suckers like you Yanks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th I kind of anything. No, I kind of. I actually see a benefit in it. I do think it would. It, I think it's a great idea. You pay for the channels in the same way that you do with TV. You get different packages. You pay for the channels uh, that you like. Right, but we. Exactly. But, but radio is just so ingrained in this country as as you know, like a freedom of speech, free to the masses kind of thing. That it, it just it just won't take off. Unfortunately, mm. people want. But is it free if you can't say a swear? Well, there's no, there's no such thing as free speech on the radio. And I, I would argue there's right. no such thing as free speech anywhere. Really. No, everything. There's no yeah. free speech without responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're everything, everything you sure. say has got its, uh, has got consequences. Consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, nice one, Gemma. Was there anything else you wanted to say? It's, it's so lovely to hear your voice. No, no. I, I'm just, just wanted to catch up. That's hey, all. <laughs> nice one. You listen. You give us a call again, all right? And we'll speak to you very soon. Thanks a lot, Gemma. Uh, Cheers. There we go. Did call from Nash. I like Gemma. I like. Yeah. I love the accent. Oh, I love that. Old Miss Ice Panties. <laughs> <laughs> I put my panties in the freezer. <laughs> Let me get your panties, madam. Where are they? Well, my panties are in the freezer. <laughs> Let's take one more call, then we'll have a quick break. Let's go to line two. Two. You're on the wireless. Great thing, Jim. It's a great show. The Red Hand Gang, kids going and solving crimes. Oh, 
from some Mega Mix. It's a kids gang Mega Mix. I never watched Josh's Giants. Josh's Giants! No, I used to switch it over when it came Yeah, it was boring. So we'll, we'll switch it over now. This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin-soaked boys and girls. Is that <laughs> If you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03444991000. Call straight to her. Catherine has just come up with a theory as to why she thinks <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. She has evidence that Leonardo DiCaprio is crap in bed. I'm just looking it up. Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends. Yeah. They never last over the age of 25, right? Well, they die. No, he just dumps them, right? So, oh, well, uh, for Michael example. Jackson, let's not, let's not, <laughs> let's not go there. there yeah. All right, so I'm just, I just Googled it, and the first thing I came up with was, is a publication called Femstella.com. Femstella. Leonardo DiCaprio's dating habits are grossing people out, and for good reason, says Femstella. Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the most recognisable celebrities, and there's no question he's one of the greatest actors of our generation. Well, I think there is question. Great. I think I mean, he's a good actor. He's done some cracking films, mm-hmm. but a great actor. But while the world is focused on his incredible talents and humanitarian efforts, there's a huge elephant in the room that needs to be discussed, his dating life. Leo definitely has a type. Tall, blonde, thin and young, and there's nothing wrong with that. Most people have a type, after all. Yeah. But over the weekend... Reddit user Trust Little Brother created a chart, see below. There's a chart. Yeah. Of Leonardo's dating habits, and it's been making waves on the internet. That's po- not, and that's not a weird thing to do, right? Make well, a chart of an actor's dating habits. Well, it points out something that's gone over everyone's heads. Leo has never dated a woman over the age of 25. Wow. The chart so shows. So, when he turned 25, he stopped dating women? No. The women aren't over 25. Yeah, he's not interested anymore. The chart shows eight of Leo's girlfriends, including A-listers like Giselle Bündchen and Blake Lively, who... Giselle Bündchen? Yeah. That's not a name. Yeah, she's a supermodel. Have you heard of... Line one, have you heard of Giselle Bündchen? Hello? Hello, caller? Okay, I guess they haven't heard of Giselle Bündchen, okay. And Blake Lively, who is now married to Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. Is Ryan Reynolds gay? No, Blake Lively's a girl. Shut up. Oh. Wow. They were 18 and 21 respectively when they first started dating the actor. Only three in the women in the list were 25 years old, but by the following year, he was on to the next girl. Okay, yeah, yeah. Back in February, Giselle described how Leo's... This is Giselle Bunchon. Yes, Bunchon. Oh, okay, okay. uh, How his toxic behaviour affected her. She told Porter, "No no longer numbing myself with smoking, drinking and too much work, I was becoming more and more aware of things I'd chosen not to look at. Was I alone in wanting to do some serious soul searching while he stayed the same? In the end, unfortunately, the answer was yes. Leo, who's now 44, has moved on to another young, impressionable girl, 21-year-old Argentinian model and Al Pacino's stepdaughter, Camilla Moroni. Oh, you don't mess around with Al Pacino's... Uh, uh, Hoo-ha! Is that in that right line one? Absolutely right, you don't mess. But you can mess around with this. Is that the clip you're looking for? Yep, that was it. Thank you very much indeed. Beautiful yes, you can send work. over. That'll be wonderful. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, so he's, so he's going out with Al Pacino now. Uh, with his, uh, his, his, his... His steps... Al Pacino seeing his own stepdaughter. Stepdaughter. Sung Yi. When... No. Hmm? 
when looking at it without context, it's just a mid, another middle-aged celebrity dating a younger woman, which yeah. is sadly pretty common in Hollywood. So without context, yeah. But give, what it some, makes, give it some context, though. But what makes the whole relationship odd is the fact that he's known Camilla since she was 11 years old. <sighs> to put that in perspective, when Leo was in his 30s, his future girlfriend was just starting middle school. Totally gross, but again, he's not the first celebrity to do something like this. Woody Allen is notorious Woody for having Allen. an inappropriate relationship with his with his former partner Mia Farrow's adoptive daughter Sunyi Previn. Allen began dating Farrow in 1980, making Sunyi 10 years old when she first met Woody. In addition to she Woody, she met Woody at 10. Mm-hmm. Of the Woody Allen. Yes. In addition to Woody, countless other men have dated women who are significantly younger than them. Think Drake, who's 31, and Bella Harris, who's 18. John Mayer, then 32, and Taylor Swift, who was then 21. Hang on. 32 and 21 is fine. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't. I'd struggle. 21 seems really young to me now. I remember being 21 and thinking I was a woman. Yeah. I was a kid. No. 32 and 21, I think, is absolutely fine. I would argue that 31 and 18 is, I mean, my my kid I wouldn't necessarily approve, but I I think it's all right. I wouldn't. I couldn't. I'd struggle to date anyone below the age of 37. I'd start feeling, well, actually, probably 39. You you approach an eight, nine-year gap for me, and I'm thinking, oh, this is not right. I don't see a real problem 31. 32, 21, definitely. Definitely not a problem. Oh, no, it feels weird to me. Okay. Feels icky. Okay. It's, I mean, it's icky. It's not, it's not a problem. Mm. Scott Disick was 34. Sophia Ritchie was 19. Wilma Vadum. How about mm? 42, 31? No. Because I think when a woman's in her 30s, the, the power right. balance is a bit more okay. straight. When you're 21, okay. what have you got? How about... Fifty-two, forty-one. Again? Oh, you need to sort your. Like, you got a problem with fifty-two? For, got the guy's fifty-two, she's forty-one. No, I haven't. Oh, then what are you saying then? Have you I'm got pro- saying it's twenty-somethings. Oh, the twenty-somethings. All right, fine. Twenty-somethings, okay. early twenties. I think you're still a kid, really. Twenty-two. With what? With a four, with a thirty-year-old with or a thirty-two? 40? With a thirty-two-year-old. I don't. I still don't think you've got an awful lot. Twenty-three. In I think 26 is probably the minimum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Gosh. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's still a question as to why some older men choose to date women much younger than them. It sure as hell isn't shared life experiences. Obviously, I mean, this article in particular is skewed. I'm just reading it out. Yeah. And it's much more complex than just sex. It's about control. Temple University professor Lawrence Steenberg explained, significant changes in brain anatomy and activity are still taking place during young adulthood, especially in prefrontal regions that are important for planning ahead, anticipating the future consequences of one's decisions, controlling impulses and comparing risk and reward. In other words, we're not fully developed Mm. and thus it's possible for a man to mould you into the person he wants you to be. Of course, if you get older, as you get older, it's inevitable that your brain will continue to mature. Well, it's not. I don't, I don't think it's inevitable. Mm. So I present my first case. Well, I'm very mature. I don't, I don't think when so. I was 21, I was an idiot. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, total idiot. Okay. I don't know. I think women... Right. All right, here's my theory. Here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Sign for... It's time for Kath's theory. I bet Leonardo DiCaprio is a bit rubbish in bed. This is it because he... Because, I don't understand how you connect because the two. Because he's dating very, very young women. Right. Who will go, wow, you're amazing and, like, sophisticated and stuff. And they'll be blinded by all... Whereas... Because he, like, dips his knob in, um, like, the, the, like caviar. <laughs> 
don't he, know. And he's smoking a cigar and he goes, he walks in with his, his dirty knob. I, I just go, think, what is that? He goes, caviar, lick it up, baby. I just think that women, as they get older and learn more about their bodies and what they like and stuff, maybe a bit more discerning. Okay. And maybe they're too much of a challenge for him. Dan says, I once read that your age divided by two plus seven gives you the minimum acceptable yeah, age you before. may date. You're probably in loaded. All right, so what, so hang on, my age divided by, say I'm 46, so that makes me, that's 23 plus seven, 30. Okay, I mean, I couldn't, I would feel hideously, hideously uncomfortable. What are you, Catherine? How old are you, 40? I'm 41. Okay, so we say, so, 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 half of that is 20, so 27. Imagine you've... Oh, I couldn't go out with a 27-year-old, 27 no. 27-year-old lover. No. Could you not have a, could you not have, oh, by the way, 10 minutes of call straight to air, 03444991000. Could you not have, like, a summer fling? I bet they'd be a bit a rubbish. 27-year-old, they can, the thing, the thing with those guys, they finish, two minutes later, boom, you want some more? Yeah, but... Me, I finish, I'll, I'll send you a letter when I'm ready. <laughs> When I'm, ready, when I'm ready to go again. <laughs> Honestly, it's, you know, it's like summoning the dead after that. <laughs> you have to have a seance. To get, I'm, I'm out for the count. I'm, I'm going for a cruise around the world. I might be getting horny on the way back. That's it. 27-year-old. <laughs> it's like snapping a ruler I, on I, the desk. I would feel wrong. I would feel wrong. 27. Anything with a 20 in it. No, 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 no. Not my business anymore. Well. Yeah. None of my business. None of Not my, my department. None of my goddamn business, guys. Let's go to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, it's Naomi from Bradford. Hey, Naomi. Hey, Naomi from Bradford. Hey, how are you? You sound very, very low-key for you. You're normally so exuberant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. There yeah. it's back. There it I is. I know exactly why. She's lolling I, about in her pajamas. She always is when she phones How in. She <laughs> <laughs> she's the, the, the muckiest. Be, you should be at this time. The today. muckiest <laughs> mare that ever did stare. Uh, how you doing, yeah. Naomi? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. I was just listening to that last bit. My, I'm 38 and my partner's 36, 46. There's a bit of an age gap between us. Yeah, well, but well, you're in your 30s. Um, you're not in your 20s. When did you well, get well, together with I your partner? I was 29. 29. And he was? And he was 37. Wow. 37. Yeah, now you're confronted with the actual barefaced truth. Yeah. You're backing away from your... I'm not, I'm not backing away. I'm well, just, then tell I'm, her that I'm, she's I'm, a dirty perv. No, because I think around... Tell her. Th no, I think th around... She, she thinks you're a dirty <laughs> perv. No, I don't. I think around 30 yes. is kind of the moment where women, you know, are... Uh... But I was in my 20s, though. Yeah, but only just. I mean, barely. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's not the same oh, as being 21, is it? Oh, no. 21, you're a kid. It was minging. It'd be minging. <laughs> it would be minging. Okay, well, that's... that's um, <laughs> okay, that's what, what real life Catherine thinks. Let's find out what RoboCath 2.0 thinks. I think you are a dirty pervert. <laughs> now go and have it all. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I agree robot. <laughs> there you go. You see, you've been... This is... The, the robot... The robot speaketh the truth. The robot... Robots can't lie. <laughs> robots, exactly. Robots are unable... <laughs> To lie, um, do you not have do you not have that thing like where he'll mention like a TV program like rhubarb and custard and something and you go what all the time yeah. all the time and is that not things is that not annoying like... for either of you because if I was doing that I, I, I would be I, and it was me that was not being remembered I would be so frustrated time yeah. all the time and is that not things 
Is that not annoying for either of you? Because if I was doing that, I, I, I would be, I, and it was me that was not being remembered. It's probably time to say goodbye to you. Thank you very much. I've got no <laughs> idea what's just, what's just happened to phone box. My screen is gone. Good evening, Paul Ross. Good evening. How are you doing? Or good morning, I should say now, to be pedantic. Yeah, the pedants yeah, are revolting. Yeah, 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 I got married for the first time at the age of 20. I was at university. Child. Flipping heck, man. She was 47. No, Shut, she wasn't. No. She was two years older than me. My first lovely wife, Anita. Yeah, mother yeah. of my son. Wow, wow. Different days. I was a best man first when I was just 17. All my best mates had you married by I mean. the time I went to uni, by the first couple of years my of uni. My mum was married at 19. I guess dad was 20. Yeah. And I mean, she, they were pregnant, you know, as a shock, proper shotgun kind of vibe. I think she had my sister at 19, you know, so. Yeah, well, I was born, my mum was still 17 when I was born. Uh, I was born on my dad's 18th birthday and I worked out when I was about 11. Hang on. I was born December the 31st and I weighed over 10 pounds. Yeah. Mum and dad's wedding anniversary late June. Probably not a plan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's funny, isn't it? Those things back then mattered. Mm. Those yeah. things back then mattered. And you, the fact that you could still be called, and I'm going to say the word in its true context, you'd still be a bastard, you know? And it was, that was... Well, see, my father was. That's why he had no middle name. Because right. in those days, he was born in 1939, you couldn't register... Or 38 was born. You couldn't register a middle name if you were illegitimate. Could you not? And I remember my mum once getting slightly embarrassed. She was great, my mum. Nothing, you know, Teflon. But we were watching, it was an old Benny Hill show. Yeah. And they started the gag and they said, and yes, I remember he was born in that little town just outside Wedlock. Right. And I don't know, I remember Ooh. looking at my mum and she went slightly red. Isn't, that, <laughs> yeah. isn't it funny? Yeah. Isn't it funny? But that's what it was. Yeah, it, was, it, was it was shameful. As I used to say about people living together... Wedded but not church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that place. What is, I've got no idea what the out time is, Sam. You, why don't you tell us? Because this, this phone box has just switched off for some reason. What, what time are we out? 58.15. 58.15. That gives you one minute, 15 seconds, Paul, to I've tell us what's coming up on the show. On the show. A great book I've just finished about a chap who was born into a multi-million pound um, inheritance. Yeah. Never actually got it for interesting reasons, but oh. it was the German textile company. Yeah. Starting in the 20s, and they basically developed and flooded the world with the original Terry Towling ropes. Oh, yeah. Spotted it early. This chap then lived the life of Riley. He became a playboy. Uh, he had his own businesses. Became a film producer. Yeah. One of the producers on the, not a great film, but it made money, the Nick Love-directed version of The Sweeney with Ray Winston and Plan B. Okay, when that yeah. opened back in 2012, it was the biggest film in Britain the first opening weekend. Yeah. Okay, so he's got this lifestyle. He also conned 30-odd people, including friends and family, out of £45 million. He's now banked serious cocaine problems, really, fantasist, really. narcissist. He's banged up in a Swiss jail at the moment. The story, if you pitched it as a movie, people would say it's too far-fetched to be yeah. true. He's known as Mr. Charming. He's now real name Felix Vossen, and we've got the author of that great new book. He's a leading oh. financial journalist. And it's like a cross between the Wall Street Journal and a kind of John Le Carre novel. Yeah, yeah. Because there's one moment when he's trying to convince investors he has got the... He's worked with Charlotte Rampling, Drew yeah. Barrymore was in one of his films. So he was delivering... And at one point he says, uh, all come on my yacht. I've got a yacht on Lake Zurich. He went out an hour later. We'll have to find money. out the end of that story. Hi, this is radio. Talk Radio. Listen, phone, talk. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.